What's up, America? Dave Sheridan, a.k.a. Doofy, and you're listening to The Horror Squad. And remember, don't disturb me while I'm listening to The Horror Squad. Squad podcast. This is episode number 210. Tonight we're talking about Scream 1, 2, 3, and 4. We're going to hold off on part 5 until Canada reopens the theaters for Steve or it comes on on demand. I'm one of your co-hosts. We have Todd, Joe, Sam, and Steve. Real quick shout out to our Hong Kong listeners because we're on your iTunes charts. That's freaking cool. So awesome. If you're a listener, email us please. Tell us if there's some uh, cool Hong Kong films, horror or otherwise. We'd love to check them out. All right, guys. What's up? I'm currently buried <laughs> in my house. I uh, can't leave. My uh, there, We got about two feet of snow today, and uh, it's it's crazy. Like, holy shit, just can't leave the house. So it's kind of like Krampus, you know, just hanging out here and watching movies and working. Did you guys get any crazy weather uh, this week? Nothing too bad here. It's just really windy today. We lost power, just rain and wind. So, yeah. Nothing too crazy though. Not no two feet of snow. No snow, but it was super cold Saturday. I don't know the temp. Do you do you remember Joe? Yeah, it was like five degrees. It was pretty cold. Bone no, bone just chilling. Five for degrees, sure. cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cold. Yeah. That's summer weather no for Steve. Yeah, it was minus <laughs> yeah, right. forty last week here. <laughs> Steve's sunbathing <laughs> in five degree weather. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got a couple inches. We went sledding today on two inches of snow, which was fun. How fun. It's fun. Yeah. You're feeling better, Todd? You, uh... I'm feeling better. And I guess Joe's got more that I got. So now he's <laughs> under the weather. So keeps going around. Yep. Stay healthy and all that stuff, everybody. Yep. Absolutely. Wild Joe, card weekend cool. just passed, everybody. I know Joe didn't have a good outcome. No. Got no. <laughs> butt reamed, but we got spanked. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first. Uh, Time in a long time where the Patriots weren't competitive in a playoff game. So he's a he's a just, rookie. He looked like one too. He did. He did. Yes. Yeah. It was man. It was, it was the defense though. The de- oof. The you know. I'm sure most of our listeners don't care about football, but raining blood and Dallas. Sorry, 49ers beat your team, buddy. Ooh yeah. You're are you Bengals fan, Todd? Is that what you are? No, I grew up 49ers fan, oh. but I'm I'm 49ers near Bengals, fan. so okay. I go to their stadium. Okay. Um, so the, yeah, I got two teams in, so that's nice. Nice. But did anyone watch the game on Nickelodeon? I saw highlights, <laughs> which is cool. They have SpongeBob. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, this is fun. I was like, I would yeah. totally watch football like this all the time. Yes, they had slime cannons. We put it on for like a couple minutes, but man, the fucking camera angles are so bad. Like they, like I couldn't even handle it. So I was like, it wasn't right, the same I need to go back. Broadcast just with no, no. They had like different, it was definitely a different broadcast, but they had the camera angles like so far away so they could do like the SpongeBob, like uh, in the field goal post and stuff like that, obviously to keep the kids entertained. So if you're like a real football fan, it was like downright unwatchable. It was not that bad. It was bad. Okay. You, I couldn't even see. I couldn't even see the guy going for a touchdown because they had the camera angle like twenty. Yes, like, you could. You're being feet. so dramatic. <laughs> Do they have like Patrick on the field? during plays and stuff no no but they like their first down line was like like a slime thing which was kind of fun and yeah i mean every time they scored or kicked a field goal like they had like these slime cannons that covered the entire field so yeah (laughs) but anyway well i enjoyed it 
<laughs> cool. You guys ready to get some questions this week? You can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or you can go on our Discord and uh, join in on all the fun conversations that we're having in there. A lot of snow conversations this week because a lot of people are getting hit with snow that don't usually get snow. So that's uh, interesting. We talked a lot of horror as well this week. Uh, a lot going on. And I believe our we have a spoiler room that's like kind of hidden from the main page and people have been talking Scream in there. I think I had to mute it because I couldn't see Scream, but I'm assuming there's some crazy conversations and I can't wait to join in and see what everyone thought of that movie. So it was a big week. A lot of Scream love this week on social media and in the group. And uh, it's always nice when a bunch of horror fans kind of like have something in common that they all like and stuff. So there's a good time in there. So the first uh, series of questions are audio questions, and they come from the man himself, Captain Amazing 85. That's Chuck. So Chuck, what is your first question? Hey, squad. Captain Amazing 85, a.k.a. Chuck, with a few questions. What is your favorite quote from any horror movie? Mine, personally, is, welcome to prime time, bitch. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, classic. What's yours? Loaded classic. Question. Loaded question. Classic. Real loaded. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with Scream here. What's your favorite scary movie? His delivery of the line, his voice, the context, the situation. I mean, it's been overdone for the last five movies. Still pretty good, though. Still like hearing that voice come through and say that. Mm-hmm. I'll go with, I know what you did last summer. What are you waiting for, huh? Uh. Also, I've been having this quote in my head because of Scream, but it's from Scary Movie where Cindy's friend is in the living room. She's like, Cindy, I think there's something wrong with your TV. I have seen it. We should cover that. That'd be fun. We should. Scary Movie, yeah. Yeah, I remember one and two being really, really good. Yep. They are. Even that would be they're fun. All, they, all, they all have their moments. <laughs> what number do they stop at? Four or five? Yeah, I would think. Maybe five, yeah. yeah. Two, they two should bring it back. Favorite, though. Five. Two, two with the hand. Favorite? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah, tell myself. That's, great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's the haunting, right? They mainly do on that one. Haunting. The uh, haunting in uh, the exorcist, Hollow Man. Uh, there's the exorcist in there. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. To, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the first one's pretty good, too. I watched it uh, when we did our Dave Sheridan interview. And, uh, ah, nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, for the for the for my line, uh, my favorite's definitely uh, When There's No More Room in Hell, The Dead Will Walk to Earth from Dawn of the Dead. But uh, finding a new appreciation for If I Had a Dick, This Is Where I Tell You to Suck It from mm-hmm. Betty White and uh, Lake Placid. Uh, was, when, when I was editing together a Betty White memorial on that episode, I had to use that line because I, it's so funny. Like her delivery is perfect. Uh, she's great. And actually it would have been her hundredth birthday the day we were recording this. So yeah, rest in peace, Betty White. But uh, you know, she's still doing good in death because today a bunch of people were donating to uh, animal shelters. And I thought that was really cool that people are doing that in her name. Uh, I know I did it to the animal shelter that my mom kind of helped out at. So it's uh, yeah, still doing good in her death and she's awesome. We miss her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go with Here's Johnny from The Shining. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it from Twister. (laughs) (laughs) Also from that that movie when uh, he's going after Wendy and he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your fucking brains in. (laughs) Wendy. (laughs) What does he say? Light of my life. Yeah. (laughs) How romantic. There's a lot of great uh, 
shining quotes for sure. Mm-hmm. Sam, um, question: Ghostface killer voice, sexy or not? Yeah, Ooh. sexy. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. from the fifth one because they have a conversation. Yeah. No spoilers. It's but sex. yeah, I uh, I got to meet him for the first time uh, last year, cool. Roger Jackson. Yeah, he's been the voice for all five movies, so pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, all right, Chuck, what is your second question? Out of Wes Craven's movies, which is your favorite? My personal favorite is Last House on the Left. Mm. Classic. That's tough, too. That is tough. Boxed on this one. I was thinking about this the other day because, um, you know, he he had some stinkers for sure in there in the middle. But, man, like going from, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and then, like, 20 years later doing scream like that's pretty impressive uh but i i gotta go with nightmare on elm street i just love that franchise and it was just like so different like at the time for a horror movie like it was a really cool idea and yeah well my highest ranked one for him is scream but i really have a soft spot for the hills of eyes so i'll do a two-parter hills of eyes for his early ones scream for his later ones um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Scream. And I'm going to go Nightmare on Elm Street, um, just because I have nostalgia for it. And it was a really crazy idea that he somehow pulled off. So mad respect. But Scream would be my close second as well. Uh, and I, I still think that if we do a director retrospective again one day, uh, it should be Wes Craven. There's, you know, he doesn't have like a crazy huge filmography so it wouldn't be like mm-hmm. as bad as some others but uh, i think there's a lot of interesting seven films steve yeah but you don't have to watch them all there's a lot of like <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to music of the heart no, case just... case busters is about a dog we don't have to watch that uh, oh. i don't even know what this is but like what the fuck is that I don't know, the fireworks name. woman i think it's porn <laughs> <laughs> it might be porn <laughs> right really yeah he's a porn yeah, he director porn yeah. Yep. What? He looks like a porn director. <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn. Never seen that one. Neither have with, I. Uh, with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yep. Perry J. Tumwa. Did I say it okay? Not, not even close. <laughs> not even close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Perry J. Tumwa. That's close enough. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we'll definitely do that at some point. Um, but now I think we're going to cover one movie for a week for a little while just to take a break from you know multiple movies. But I mean, we are doing four of them right now, so that's four more out of his filmography. We won't have to necessarily rewatch her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at fifty-five percent for him. So I'm oh, close. Pretty good. There you go. Uh, all right, so Chuck, what is your third question? If you had to live in any horror town like Woodsboro, which town would you live in? Todd, Amityville is not an answer. You can't just say, I'm not going to go into the water. That's lame. You've got to deal with the repercussions of living in a spooky town. So, which one do you choose? I personally am going to go to New Orleans and deal with Victor Crowley. I don't mind. Him and I, we can share a swamp. Just like, you know, Shrek and Donkey. I'm Shrek, he's the donkey. It's going to be good times. Victor Crowley, kill your ass, man. So I can't do yeah, Amityville and not go in the these water. Are good he got me. These Amity are good um, well mine's not a horror movie per se, but I feel like it has some horror tones. It's a show called uh Pretty Little Liars, located in Rosewood. 
And that's where I would live because it's very like a quaint town, but then they can just take the train to go into the city. Um, and it's always gloomy there. So it's like very spooky. How long before they think you're A and you did it? Because isn't that what the whole show is about? <laughs> like finding yeah. A? There's A, A2, A3, A4. <laughs> oh boy. A24. <laughs> the great the, the greatest <laughs> um i'll just keep it simple and say uh woodsboro it just seems like a really nice quaint little town i mean you know there's a killer there but there's a chance you can survive it yeah just don't be a cool kid and you're good yeah stay out of the cool kid crew well if you're not the cool kid you're then you're the killer usually so i don't know all, all the killers mm-hmm. are cool kids are they so, well we'll get into it i don't know about part four I, I have a newfound respect for part four, which surprised me when I watched it. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, uh, let's see. I'm going Antarctica, the thing. Outpost, Ooh, hanging I out like with my that. homies. Hanging out with my homies. Wow. Got some books, got some movies, got a ping pong table. Mm. Hopefully no alien. Talk. We're you good. Talk to, you can talk to the woman on the computer there. <laughs> Sexting. <laughs> Play chat, chess with, uh, who is the voice? Uh, Adrian Barbeau, right? Adrian. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's a babe. Mm-hmm. I think it was Carpenter's wife at the time, right, or something, right? Were they, were they married? I think oh, so. I could be. Nice. I could be wrong. But... I oh, no. Yeah, maybe. I'm... I could Google be completely that. wrong about this. Google yeah, I'm that. gonna Google this. Does Halloween Town count from Nightmare? Uh, yes. Or Christmas? Uh, that would be <laughs> fucking awesome, just mm-hmm. to live Halloween every time. But if I feel like you know taking a, a break, I go to Christmas Town and then. Maybe I have some hot dogs at, uh, uh, what is it, like 4th of July town? <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be fun to always be in holiday mode. Like, work, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I hate nice. Oogie Boogie, though. I can't, I can't live in that town. Oh, really? You know, what about, um, he's scary, dude. Uh, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween town from Halloween town. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. As long as Marley leaves me alone with her attitude. Right. Oh. Good. Teenage <laughs> angst. Yep. Uh, John Carpenter and Adrian Robert were married from 1979 to 1984. So there you go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never knew that. There you go. That's trivia you could add. <laughs> yes. You just threw in the. The bin. more you know. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Chuck, what is your final question? Last but not least, Miss Halloween Happy, I thoroughly enjoyed your drink recommendation last week. Um, and. Can't wait to see what it would be this week because I'm changing from food recommendations and pairings to drink recommendations and pairings. So what killer drink should we try with Scream? Well, hell, I forgot to look up one. Let's see. Ghostface, Ghostface, Scream, Blood. Um, Bloody Mary? I was thinking Bloody Mary, but I didn't know if that was too lame. Do you like Bloody Marys? I like the thought of a Bloody Mary, but when I actually have one, I'm like, yeah, it's not what I thought it would be. Me too. It's got a good presentation, but it's like, I don't like the spice mix and all that. It's it, it, it's the tomato for me. Like, oh, I V8. like it. Yeah, it's like, a, it's just that taste of the V8 I don't like. If it was more saltier and spicier, then I think I would really like it. Nice. Get some Mountain Dew Code Red. For the non-drinkers. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Code Red is really good. I don't even oh, know if they it. still make it. Yeah, I think sure do. they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, fruit, classic yeah. fruit punch, maybe. Hmm. I have one. Let's hear it. 
I looked it up, but it is called the the serial killer. Oh, S- serial like, like serial like cereal. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so it would be cereal of your choice. You can use you know whatever you want, mm-hmm. uh, and then put vanilla frosting on the rim with the cereal of your choice, and then add one and a half ounces of cognac. Two and a half ounces of whole milk, one dash of vanilla ex- extract, and one quarter ounce of simple syrup. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would do like sounds funky. Well, <laughs> you have to crunch it up. So I would do like cinnamon toast, like crunch it up to where it's just dust on the rim. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what's I each like of it. your favorite cereals? Just out of curiosity. Ooh, I like a Captain top Crunch. Three. Captain Crunch is dope. Captain Crunch mm-hmm. is good, yeah. I like Pops. You guys like Pops? Yeah, I do. I haven't had yeah. Pops in forever. Pops are good, man. They're freaking sold out the other day. I miss the Oreo O's. <laughs> they don't have those anymore? I haven't seen them. I think they do have them, though. I think I've seen well, them. Well, the store we go to doesn't have any fun cereals. Cocoa no. Puffs fans but, out there? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I like most cereals, honestly. There's like not many cereals I don't like. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of Fruity Pebbles as well. That's it for sure. I, I like Fruit Loops as well. Mm. Mm. That, that was a good one. But yeah. uh, Captain Crunch one. is definitely my current mm-hmm. favorite. But as I've said in the past, my all time favorite is Mr. T cereal, which is just <laughs> Captain Crunch in a, in a T form. Mm-hmm. Right. Rock, so. <laughs> now, are you just plain old Captain Crunch, or do you like the Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries? No, no, no. I don't like it besmirched no. by other crap. <laughs> plain old Steve Captain likes Crunch. What about the peanut butter Captain Crunch? For the pe- oh, yeah, wait, that's wait, pretty see, good, too. Okay, so, so this is a thing for people who don't <laughs> want to know the difference between Canada and the U.S. So in Canada, we don't have these crazy like selections of things like that. Like we t- tend to have one of each, you know, in a grocery store. And then I go to the U.S. to a grocery store, and it's like there's two fucking aisles of different cereals. And, <laughs> Capitalism, and like, baby. What the hell is this? Like, mm-hmm. what kind of chocolate you want? We got it all. Yeah, you have yeah. like purple Captain Crunch and this holiday Captain Crunch out, and <laughs> Captain Crunch Ooh, with I love marshmallows. Captain it's Crunch. like, yeah, it's crazy. No, we we don't have all that. So plain old now, Captain oh, Crunch. Well, here's a question for you. Um, do you have like 20 different Oreo styles like we do? <laughs> no, like, like, yeah, there's two. There's regular, no, there's three. Regular, double stuffed, and the thin ones. <laughs> like, that's okay. Oh, have thin <laughs> ones? I haven't seen thin ones. Yeah, there's they uh, got thin. Yeah, we got thin ones. Okay. No, we don't have all those crazy fucking gingerbread. And, we got everything. Dude. Yeah, like everything. Mint, <laughs> everything. You know, all those. Yeah. Chips, too. You guys have a lot of different chips. We, we actually got, have like, different uh, chips that you guys do, which is really. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, ketchup chips and all oh, dress chips are things that uh, yeah, it's it's the same thing. Like we we have way less choice than you guys do for everything. Mm-hmm. Do you at least get the Halloween and Christmas themed Oreos? Yeah, it's just basic Oreos are colored orange. Usually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. The yeah. Ones, the orange ones taste better though. They do. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you, Chuck, for the audio questions. We love the audio questions when we get them. Uh, next series of questions are from Weezerface. She asks, I'll do the obvious one. Hello, squad. What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Let me hear it. Joe's pretty good with voices. Let me hear it. Mm, I, I don't think I can do a good ghost face. Although Sam said I did a really good Alamo the other day when we were, we were over with uh, my, my friends' baby. When you were role playing? <laughs> <laughs> 
My face lit suit. up. I really felt like yeah. I was talking to Elmo. <laughs> Do it, Joe. My Elmo? Yeah. Oh, God. All right, He's working up. He's working it up, people. He's getting working ready. it up. Working it up. Hi, Sam. No, I, I can't. I can't do it good right now. I actually see. I had the Elmo doll in front of me. I needed yeah. it. You know. Um, You're playing with a kid. Right. It was close. Yeah, yeah. My nice. friend's baby. Yeah. Oh. My friend's little baby. Sam's got it's that baby Elmo. fever now. Look at her. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Sam. It's Elmo. <laughs> no, that wasn't that good. I did it better the other day. Yeah, um, I I can't good, do a good though. ghost face. Oh boy, it's me, Mickey Mouse. There's my Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Todd. Thank you. Hey, yo. hey, Joe. Do your voice for Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> That's a good Kermit right there. Hey. <laughs> Hi ho, Kermit hey, the Frog here. <laughs> for the rest of the show, we're gonna talk like this. <laughs> All the Hong Kong people are signing off. Like, I don't get the fuck this. <laughs> well, hello, Sydney. What's your favorite oh, scary well, movie? Hello, Sydney. <laughs> did that sound did like you it? actually have a voice changer? Like I did. Bro, yeah. no, did you have I wanted one? one. Was, it, was it a talk boy like in uh, Home Alone? <laughs> I had a talk boy too. The thing was awesome. Was awesome. I got a voice changer. I never opened. It's in like I have a ghost face figure that came with a voice changer. That's dope. It's mm. Still sealed in the box. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair scary movie. Down the dead. Easy. Shining. Halloween. And Dawn of the Dead. To be mm-hmm. to be clear, Hall- uh, Sam is saying Halloween Part Two, Rob Zombie's version. Not no. no. Oh, <laughs> I was just listening to an interview um, of Rob Zombie. Yeah, was it good? Yeah, it's just his it was like a. It was an old one. Yeah, it was just his birthday. It was an old mm-hmm. one. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I didn't know he was on that podcast. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It was really I like, good. I like when he gets actors and stuff because he's a pretty good interviewer. Yeah. Um. Joe Rogan oh. is hot or Rob Zombie's hot? Uh, Rob Zombie. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, it's if you clear because you're talking about. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. So, Weezer faces uh, second question, and this is a good one. I, I'm having trouble with this one. Which scream, one to four, had the hottest cast? Ooh. Mm. To me, this is easy. I'm, I'm going. I gotta go part one. I mean, you got Rose McGowan. Fucking babe in that one, man. Smoke, yeah, smoke showing that. Drew Barrymore, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox, Young Hottie. Nev, younger yeah. Courtney, yeah. And then yeah. you have who else we got in there? Anyone else? Well, let's go for the let's go for the ladies or the alternates here. We got the dude. Yeah, the men too. Stu, good looking cat. Yeah. We got mm-hmm. Skeet, good looking Billy, cat. Yep. Do we hot or not, Sam? Sometimes. Sometimes, uh, younger or older or just bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Okay. Do you like his grizzled look in the newest one? Yes. Old, old men do it. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got uh, the Fonz playing the principal in the first one, you know, for the older generation. <laughs> I like the girl that uh, played Kirby in part four, though. She's babe. Yeah. Blonde check. Hayden Panettiere. I mean, two, you had Sarah Michelle Gellar. Hottie. Yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith. Hottie. Jada Pinkett yeah, Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate her mm-hmm. acting. Especially, oh, really? in the new, especially in the new Matrix movie. Oh man, she's great she's in Demon Knight. Lori Metcalf. She's good in that. I can't unsee her as uh, her character in Roseanne. I just can't. Jackie, yeah. Jackie, yeah, yeah we've I actually been watching. Uh, we've been watching a lot of Roseanne lately, so now, like, yeah, I was like, young Jackie, pretty hot. I gotta say, yeah, yeah, yeah first couple yes. seasons there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah when she was a cop, 
Like after she stopped being a cop. Uh, oh come yeah. on! <laughs> it just depended. It depends. She had some like yeah the hair. That was the hair. Do. It's yeah. the hair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so part three, you got the original cast plus the actors that play them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, Gail Weathers the, is super hot as Courtney the, Cox. Yeah, the even the Gail and that was pretty good looking too. Mm. I thought she wasn't bad but yeah definitely not like compared to like part one so yeah i'm going part one cast followed by part two and then i would probably go part four and then part three that's how i'm ranking my hot my hotness cast hold up honey's got the got the hot cop in part three though you got it can't sell out doctor whatever his name is in part three oh uh wait the bodyguard guy (laughs) no no the, (laughs) the, the detective the detective What's isn't he playing a doctor? Oh, oh, Mc, McDreamy, McDreamy. There you go. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, what's his name? Patrick. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Part five. We also had Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, part five is lacking. Mm-hmm. I agree. Part five probably is lacking as far as the hot. I'll go one and scale. four. I'll go one and four for my for my one and two shot. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm gonna do one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, one and four. I think, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Some good ones in there. Uh, all right, so the next question comes to us from Emily. She says, Ghostface mask is so iconic. It might even be my favorite. Which horror mask is your personal favorite? Mm. Tough one. Great question. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I got to go Leatherface original. It's human yeah. skin. It's human skin, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty gross. I was just looking back at my wall of masks. Me too. So like, I automatically looked at the, le- the Leatherface one first, and I was like, yeah, Leatherface is pretty fucking terrifying. Like, can't beat it, really. Pinhead's a good look, too. Yeah, that's not a mask, though, you know? That's, that's true. Right, that's yeah. True. Yeah. And Jason's uh, mask is so iconic. Iconic, but it's not scary, really. Well, it's not scary. You know? The question's yeah. It was in the beginning. It's, it says, what's your favorite? Now, what's the scariest? Favorite? Okay. Favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Favorite? All right. I'll go yeah, yeah, Leatherface. Le- yeah, I think I gotta go Leatherface too. I'm gonna go with Ghostface. Oh, I thought you go Michael good one. Myers. I mean, <laughs> the I most trying. inconsistent, definitely Michael Myers. Though, like, yeah. Oh God, yeah. There's yeah. some stinkers. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I think Rob Zombie's got the best one though, even over the original. His his damaged one from Part Two is freaking really cool. It's a pretty good one. Even the new one's good, like 2018 yeah. and yeah. Halloween Kills. Good masks. Who's the, what's the worst one? Part five, right? Oh, I would say. Whatever one where it looks like a. Is it four or five? One of the two. I think it's like... five. five. Five's yeah. really bad. Yeah. I don't know how they messed that up either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why um... are they all so different? Is my question. Like why? Right. <laughs> like was like I don't get it. Like it's like a, they, they go to like, a store and just pick one up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with uh, Le- Leatherface. It's definitely the coolest. Uh... But Jason's the first one I think of when I think of a horror mask. So I gotta mm-hmm. give huge props to that one. Um, her second question: Who's the best and worst character in the franchise? Talking about screen. Oh, this is a great, great question. question. Really worse. great question. Like the one you, I guess, dislike them the most. Yeah. The character you didn't like the most. Ah, uh, that's easy for me. Uh, Detective Hicks. Detective Judy uh, Hicks. That's Sheriff Park. Hicks. Why do you hate her so <laughs> much? She's a babe, man. Sheriff I don't Hicks. understand. I, Joe hates she's her. She's Wendy from Sandlot. Can't, What's wrong with you? She is. She is. I couldn't stand her. I couldn't stand her in part four. Couldn't stand her in part five. She wanted that Dewey um, dick, dude. She did. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't that like it. I, just didn't, I didn't like her character. So I'll go with go with her for my least favorite. Her, her only um, crime is letting her son have that hair dye in part five. 
We'll talk about this later, but like who still bleaches their hair blonde in like 2020? A lot of people do. A lot of the young dude, 90s, are coming, 90s are back, dude. You should get the look at right. fucking kids. <laughs> they got mullets walking around and everything. I mean, favorite's easy too, Randy. I mean, yeah. I think he's most people's favorite, I would say. Not mine. Who's oh. your favorite, Sam? My favorite? I don't know. I kind of like Gail. She gets a lot of flack. Hmm. She goes after good. what she wants. She's a strong woman. They're, her and Ned were both strong women characters, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. tired of them, to be honest with you. Well, I can't. We can't talk about Five, huh? Um, I mean, my least favorite is someone from Five. Which one? Shall I say it? Well, it's just a character. Half of How me you, wants you gonna to say? say Sam Carpenter, but the other yeah. half, like. It's still Oof, it's worst. still marinating, guys. It's still marinating. Still in the crock pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. No, actually, I lied. It's Amber. Amber. The friend. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Favorite. I'll go Dewey. I'll be different from Joe. Um, Dewey's, right. Dewey's awesome. But he's cute. He's some, a nerd, dude. He's fun. Some Dewey love. Okay. And then uh, least favorite is I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the new scream queen wannabe she's she's not nev guys she's not nev so i'll leave it at that mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one i kind of forgot about her already she's probably my least favorite too <laughs> um my favorite is also randy i mean for obvious reasons mm-hmm. you know i think we just relate to him as a as horror fans uh, my least favorite is a two-way tie now of course i haven't seen uh the fifth one so i have no knowledge of what happens there but uh i did not like cotton at all <laughs> Uh, there's just something about his voice and his mannerisms and he just like he's not a fun character at all and I don't like I think it's Robbie from part four the one that always has the camera attached to his head oh I like oh, Robbie yeah. uh, he tries too hard yeah. just, I would totally be yeah. his friend in high school Try totally. hard. I'd be in cinema no. club for sure we all I, I, would, I would be too but he'd be the guy yeah. that's like a little too much cinema <laughs> club for me you know like just yeah but uh, Cotton is probably my least favorite character in the series I would say um, all right. So next uh, question is from Horror Fan Ryan. Any chance to make trivia even more fun and have the fourth place finisher has to get a haircut like Courtney Cox in Scream Three? That's gonna be a no dog. Because <laughs> it'll be me. Sam, you're you're leading right now, dude. So it should be yeah. All right. Or the guy whoever finishes last for guys has Bleach. to go and do it. Dewey Bleach mustache. <laughs> Yeah. Or, bleach, or bleach tips. Yeah. No, mustache. Can you shave that shit off? <laughs> yeah. That's Wait, hilarious. going back to the worst character, why didn't any of us say Sydney's mom? Oh, good she, call. She's we're going to talk about this, but she's a terrible person. She's the fucking we'll... worst, dude. <laughs> Her dad's a fucking champ, though, putting up with this shit. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, He's cute, too. Is he? He's cute. Oh, man. Okay. Take care of you. He's got a nice house. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And the last question. Wait, we, we got to make this official. We're doing a Dewey stash at the end of the year for the <laughs> For a fourth place? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't really want to shave my beard. But <laughs> <you're laughs> <shaving it. laughs> All right. Yeah. So Joe has to dye something. I'll do a. I'll dye my beard. I'll dye my whole beard blonde in honor oh. of Wes. I'll, 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 do, I'll do the mustache. <laughs> uh, I like it. All right. We got mustaches and some, <laughs> some bangs. Yeah. <laughs> You should just bleach your hair, Joe, because that'll grow out fast and you just shave it. All right. I'll do that. If Some I finish shady. last. Your beard finish... would be all you would have to like shave it off. 
You're right. I'll do all right. I'll do the bleach tips. I'll I'll bleach my hair. <laughs> tips. So, I'll, do, I'll do the frosted just... tips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, the last question we got this week is actually we'll write directed. That down in the score sheet. So <laughs> one of you guys are gonna come in last place. I love I... that you guys are just playing along. <laughs> so nice of you. Well, no. Okay, we'll make it then. If we're finished if last, you're last place, yeah. If you're last place, if then I'm last, the last place, place guys, I'll so. cut. I'll cut my bangs a little, not as short as Gail's, but pretty short to where I have to wear a beanie for the rest of winter. Season. <laughs> Perfect. I'm writing it down so we won't forget. All right. But I'm um, also I'm also able to change my mind if I want. Yeah, I don't see you doing that. that. <laughs> you right. can do the. You can make it a whole episode on your. Like a YouTube series, changing your hair to look like Gail Weathers. <laughs> Wear like a bright colored suit. Yeah. So our last question for tonight is from Kayla and is directed at Todd. Uh, would love to hear a mini review of Frozen from Todd. Also, thank you for this episode. Been waiting forever. Well, um, I didn't rewatch it because I was had a headache for multiple days and it sucked balls. But my old website that I started back in 2011 is still active and I reviewed this movie for it which I haven't updated since 2011 either, by the way. So I gave it eight out of 10 back then. Um, so I guess it's pretty high in the score, but I don't remember it being an eight out of 10 worthy. But um, I remember not liking how the wolves were used and that the characters made a lot of bonehead decisions. And I felt like the situation could have been solved easier than what they were trying to, to do, to accomplish. So that's my mini review, not seeing it since 2011. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think, real mini review? Uh, Sam and I both liked it, and Steve was the dissenting voice. Yeah, I was like so so, mm-hmm. like a yeah. five point five or six, something like that. Yeah, I, I already forgot what I rated. I think I gave it a seven and a half, and I think Sam was around that too. Yeah, it just uh, yeah, we I mean we had a pretty big conversation about it, so it's uh, just a lot of issues, uh, especially like you said, bonehead decisions, uh, like jumping feet first is the stupidest thing ever. Break your legs, fucker. Right. Todd, when would you have like started freaking out or tried to figure out like okay i need to figure something out because probably, no probably very close to the beginning of the the, the problem not sit there and freeze that's forever. what i said yeah yeah i was on a, i was on a lift uh like a month ago and i'm like oh shit this is a frozen scenario what can you do <laughs> and there's like a lot of like safety stuff built into those things so i mean mm-hmm. it's obviously a horror movie oh. but there's like i don't know I don't know if you, you knew this. Pretty easily. I don't know if you knew this, Todd, but uh, the film we talked about this last week, but it was filmed completely practically. Like they filmed it, like wow. literally 50, 50 feet in the air, like on a on a ski lift. Oh wow, that's cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, on location. Yeah. Where was it filmed at? Ah, uh, I think it was like Utah. Utah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you everyone for the questions. We could not do this segment without you, but now since we're all suffering from a little cold, it's a little crazy mm. out there. I think we need something to warm the taste buds, warm us up a little bit. So let's, uh, how about we give you a deal for a really cool, silky smooth, Silk City hot sauce. Greetings, Spice fans. Silk City Hot Sauce is now sponsoring the Dorkening Podcast Network. Our craft sauces are made in Vermont in small, high-quality batches using locally sourced, farm-grown ingredients. Silk City Hot Sauce comes in a variety of heat strengths and killer flavors like Jezebel, Erotic Fever, 
Mango Madness, and Good Morning Jonestown. And don't forget our newest creation, Hot Syrup. Make no mistake, Spice fans, this is the queen of sweet heat. There's new and unique flavors coming out all the time. Best of all, right now, listeners of the Dorkening Podcast Network can go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use coupon code DORK. Not only will you get 20% off your order, we'll also throw in a free bottle of hot sauce. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. Coupon code DORK. Trivia time. Game number two. Sam currently in the lead with a solid six points. Joe, five. Steve, Todd, one each. Who would like to lead off? The stakes are high now. We got mustaches. We got bleach tips. We got funky That's bangs. Right. <laughs> That's right, baby. All right. Uh, so, obviously, in honor of our Scream retrospective tonight, I am doing all Scream trivia. I have four questions for you tonight. Ooh. So, I got three plus one bonus, one from each movie in the franchise okay. in honor of tonight. So, all right. Let's start off from with part one trivia. How many times does the killer call Casey Becker in the opening scene? Three. Four on the board. Three on the board. Five. Five on the board. You were all incorrect. Oh. The correct answer is six. Six. Yes. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to lead it with uh, all screen related as well. Mine are all uh, part three and four related, however. Oh. All right. Scream. Part three. What's the name of Cotton Weary's TV program? Oh, uh, 100% Five Cotton. With- Steven, correct. Oh, there you go. Incorrect? Correct. No, correct. Okay. correct. <laughs> LA drivers, 100% Cotton. Shout out to Cotton. <laughs> Douche. Hitting right. on the random women on the highway. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, don't, I really don't like Cotton. <laughs> All right. Um, so my first trivia question comes to us from uh, Missy Lap 3. So Melissa, thank you very much for the question. I really appreciate it. Uh, mine are not scream because I thought we weren't doing trivia, so I wasn't prepared for it at all. Um, so she's asked, "What are the names of the three bikers in Friday the Thirteenth Part 3? Good question. Good fucking question, man. That is a good. You have question. the uh, very large African American gentleman. You have the little Asian Hispanic woman, and then you have the grungy white gentleman. Um, can you repeat the question? Yeah. I was trying to find sure. my trivia. Uh, what are the names of the three bikers in the Friday the 13th Part 3? Oh, no idea. Uh, like, even <laughs> if you guess two of them, I'll give you the point. I could show. Earl and <laughs> oh, Lisa. Okay. Um, Thanks for nothing. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, God, I, it's like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, something, it's like a nicknames. Yeah. I well, t- two of them are nicknames. One's more of a real name. Fuck. You guys give up? Switchblade. Yeah. Chains. No, you're not. And, and uh, <laughs> Axel. Axel's one. Uh, All right. Yeah. So the answer was uh, Ali, Fox, and Loco. <laughs> Loco. Mm. Loco, I believe, is a, is a female, I think. But could be wrong. It's not Ali, you would think. <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> Unless it's Ali. I don't know. I don't hey, know. You know it you could be Ali. Yeah. <laughs> Loco must be the little guy. Mm. All right. Samsonite. All right, mine scream related oh. as well. Nice. I just came up with them. Mm. Well, I just good, found good. them. All right, all right, all right. The mask is inspired by the scream, a painting by which Salvador Dali. Edward Shut Munch. Up, Joe. Fuck off. Is it? Is it? You had that as your trivia question, didn't you? No. Wait. Liar. 
It's Salvatore Dali. I thought it's, it was a, I, I, Edward I, Munch. Oh, it, you see, he's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So why are you yelling at me? I was just like, yes. Because you answered first, so I thought you had it as your trivia question. I took art as part of my film, so I was like, I'm like, wait a minute. Have it all. All right. He was yelling at me, and I was wrong. Right. I figured you were shit. No. All right. Scream two trivia here. Second question. This one's pretty easy, so be ready for it. But, all right. What is the name of the college? Windsor College. I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Correct. I, st- I was going to say stab. But just <laughs> Stab? What? I was just kidding. Stab right. University. <laughs> SU. Is Windsor a real place? I don't know. No, but it, I forget what college it was actually filmed at because uh, some they just did a screening there. Ooh, where they, they, oh, they, cool. they showed they showed the now movie. Now there's going to be the, a real killer there. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look. I'll Google it. Um, but they uh, they're actually going to be doing a screening in the cafeteria, oh, like where he sings to Sydney. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking nerds. Awesome. Jerry, was it Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. Yes. Fucking nerd. <laughs> De- definitely Sydney's best boyfriend. I would say. Yeah. I mean, nah. oh, Billy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, number two. What's Sydney Prescott's alias she uses while working the women's hotline? Laura. Joe with Laura, correct. Damn it. Hi, this is Laura. It's my Sydney. Hi. All right. We all know Sam Loomis from Halloween, but what other horror movie featured the character of the same name? Yes. Oh. I I can't think of it, but I, I know I've heard this before. God. Fucking shit. It's definitely a franchise movie, I feel like. There are multiple <laughs> titles of this horror movie. Mm-hmm. Scream. Yeah. Wrong. Fuck. Legend. Wrong. No. Oh, don't tell me no. <laughs> it's hatchet. You guys go up? Yeah. I'm around Elm Street. No. It's Psycho. So. Ah, all right. And Windsor College was um, Agnes Scott College in Dec- Decatur, Georgia, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yes. Sam? So there you have it. All right. When, okay. In Scream 1, when Casey's parents come home, Casey's dad tells his mom to go where? I need to go a- down the, the street house. to the McKenzie, the McKenzie's. McKenzie. I hate you, Joe. <laughs> Joseph. Big Daddy Joseph. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Scream. And it's back to me. Scream three trivia. What was the name Sydney Mother's used Sydney's mother used as her oh, stage name? Um he fucking she shouts it at him in the fucking Lance yeah. Anderson. Was it Lindsay uh, something? Oh fuck. Gosh dang. Linda. <laughs> Uh, is it something Flynn? Not Sharon Stone. <laughs> Let's face it, your mom's no Sharon Stone. <laughs> I don't remember. All right, the correct answer is Rena Reynolds. Oh, shouldn't oh, because of fucking um, Princess Leia. The That's connection. Right. Oh gosh, yep. Debbie Yeah, darn it. Good one. Mm-hmm. All right, um, final one for me. Saw four related. In Stab 6 opening Ooh. scene, in Scream 4, 
what movie does a girl want to watch? The Exorcist? Remember, there's, there's a couple cold, cold openings with stab movies. Yes. So Exorcist is on the board. The girl the is ring. just... The ring is on the board. Mm. Wait, what movie did you say? So in uh, Scream 4, there's two cold, cold openings where they're watching stab movies, and they're showing their cold openings for the... Uh, yeah. So she's like, I want to watch this horror movie. Then Saw. Sam. Oh, Saw. Yeah. All right. Woo woo. Good job. All right. Lindy Popcorn. <laughs> She's awesome. She's fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Rob Zombie's reimagined version of Halloween, who is the first victim of Michael Myers? Uh, the stepdad. Wrong. The bully. Yeah, the bully. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joe got it. Timmy, what's Great. his name? Uh, I forget his name. Wesley Rhodes. Big douchebag that deserved it. That's his yeah, name. that scene makes mm-hmm. my stomach hurt. Yeah, it, that's he a good it, no? it makes me feel, makes me feel I, mean, I don't think anyone deserves to get murdered. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's some people that deserve <laughs> well, it. Well, some people, yeah, sure. Like, Stepdad like, I guess, deserves like, it in that like, movie. Pedophiles and whatnot. No. He was a pedophile. He was talking about the teenage girl's body. So he was borderline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so is Michael Myers because we established that when we talked about it. Because he made a uh, what's her face get naked in part two for no reason before killing her. Rob Zombie Halloween too. Yeah, oh, Harris. okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Sexual predator that Michael Myers. <laughs> mm. Okay, ready? <laughs> yes. All righty. Which couple was date? Okay, I'm this multiple choice. Okay, guys. Yes. Oh don't, shit! Don't does answer mean, until I. Does that mean we all say get them? This, what? Yeah. I mean, when it's multiple choice, it's always like tricky. So, do we each get to answer, or how does it work? What do you mean? Like, just whoever says it first? Is, is it who is who says it first? Because multiple choice, it's always tricky. I know because I did it on. Fine. <laughs> which performers? <laughs> which How many options do we have first before David so Arquette and Courtney Cox? It's not going to be multiple <laughs> choice. Okay, ready? <laughs> which performers yeah. dated during the film of Scream? David Arquette and yeah, Courtney Cox. <laughs> we got David Arquette and Courtney Cox. That's the answer. Math- Matthew Lillard and uh, Nev Campbell. I know for a fact they dated. Whatever, Joe. It is Nev Campbell and Matthew Lillard. Oh, God damn it! Really, Dick faced in it. Plow Gail Weathers during filming? I mean, maybe he did, but I mean, they got married, married didn't they? <laughs> they got married during judges. Like, the movies, go back to the but... judges with this one. I'm well, they might not have been dating for during part one. I don't know if that was why a specific question. Why are you yelling? Question. Yeah, why are you yelling, <laughs> Joe? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So Wait, so Joe, it might be two points. <laughs> we'll yeah, st- I guess okay. Steve will point right. two. Okay. Just because Joe's yelling. <laughs> one for Steve, so that's three. Okay. You have your bonus question? Yeah. Yes, Scream 4 related. Mm. All right. So Sid- <laughs> In Scream 4, Sidney Prescott has written a very successful book. Out of what darkness, is the baby. name of the book? That is correct. Out of darkness. Good job, Todd. <laughs> Thank you. Sydney really write a book, though. It's in my notes. Yeah, I, I think so. She, she's been through a lot. She's no, a but she was, she was such a, not, I don't want to say bitch, but it's like she was so mad at Gail for. Exactly. Doing all of the media stuff, I don't think she really would have. Exactly. Sam. Yeah, I thought she but they just needed something for her mm. to do because it would have been the same old same. 
No, it's different. It's different though, because Gail's books ex- like were exploitative, whereas like hers was more about like her story and her like story of survival and whatnot. I mean, I get that, and I I can go along with it because of what she does for work. But I'm just saying, I think she would have just wanted to stay out of the spotlight. Yeah, fair. I like I like her agent in part four. <laughs> Allison nice. Brie. Did nice. you, no, never mind. Go ahead. What's that? <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, did you know that she's married to Dave Franco? I did. Oh, you did know that? I did know that, yeah. Did you know she had a nose job, too? She looks what? So no, I can't. She looks, Actress she looks is so, getting work. She looked so different in, um, in Scream 4. I was like, is that Allison Brie? And I was like, oh, shit, it is. Oh, she has a new job recently? New nose job recently? Um, like, her, her nose is different in Scream 4 than what it is now. Oh, I did not know that. Hmm. All right. Courtney Cox's, Courtney Cox's lips in part five, though. Oof. Okay. Leave <laughs> her alone. You got to age gracefully, people. Guys and girls alike. Yeah, I, yes. but when you have the pressure of Hollywood coming after you. There's no way they would not have Gail in this movie, if she, even if she was aging bad. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Joe's bringing the heat still. He's at nine points. Uh, Sam, second place was seven. Steve, four. Myself, three. And the mustaches and bleach tips on the line. So step it up. All right. Scream. One, two, three. And four. Maybe a little bit five. <laughs> All right. All these are directed by Wes Craven. This one came out in 1996. It is about Sydney Prescott, who plays a sweet, uh, every American girl, every small town girl, whatever you want to call her. Um, this town, Woodsboro, starts getting stalked by a killer who calls his victims, demanding that he tells them what their favorite scary movie is opens up with a freaking great scene where he kills Drew Barrymore, which was very shocking at the time because you didn't have an A-list actress be murdered in the first 10 minutes of the film. Awesome scene. Um, and then we get introduced to the uh, cast. We have Randy, super film nerd, which we all love. We got Sydney, like I already mentioned. We got her friend, played by Rose McGowan. Her brother, Dewey's a sheriff, kind of a nerd. Um, you got Billy Loomis. You got Stu. Um, and you just got this group of friends that are trying to figure out who the killer is because they keep getting bumped off one by one i i mean shoot where you guys want to start with this one it's classic it is a classic indeed uh i'll start us off i guess Uh, i saw this movie at home i remember um right after so when did this come 96 so i was when i watched this finally after finally made it to home video i was probably around 12 maybe 11 or 12 years old um and man i remember this movie scared the hell out of me like that opening scene was te- like terrified me um and just that that the ghost face mask and stuff um so yeah i mean this movie plays like very heavily on nostalgia for me but like even like watching it now like it's just like become like just an absolute classic for me like every time like i look back on it and whatnot like it just like never gets old to me. I just can't find too much wrong with it. Like it's just like it's the perfect blend of horror and then like comedy as well. Um, where it's not like too over the top with the comedy, but it's like just enough where it feels like very natural, like with how you know the cast kind of riffs with each other and it becomes and it's like it's very meta too, obviously, like with like the talk on heart, like a uh, like talking like horror movies that don't like exist in the real world and stuff like that, which is like, 
they not a lot of people were doing that yet and stuff like that. So this is definitely and like I said, Craven, I feel like he tested this with Wes Craven's new nightmare. And then he went full fledged when he did scream. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I love this movie. I just love it so much. There's so many iconic scenes in it, not even just that opening scene. But, um, you know, like the, the party scene and like other kills in it. And yeah, it's just to me, it's like pretty much the, the perfect one of the, like a perfect slasher movie. Uh, similar time to uh, watching it wise. I burned it on a VHS from Blockbuster. You know, you had the dual decks that you would tape stuff on illegally. Sorry, Blockbuster. Um, but that was a VHS, VHS tape I watched a ton of. Um, loved it, man. Like, uh, Loved it then, love it now. It's a it's a great one. If I had to give any kind of critique, it's some of the comedy, I guess. Like Dewey is a little bit too goofy sometimes, but it's kind of like also his charm. When he when he answers the phone, he's like, I think he's like, hello or something like that. Uh in the bedroom. It's like it's crazy. But um I Matthew Lillard is fucking an amazing actor and he just takes every scene to the next level, especially at the end. It's like he's fantastic and billy it's like so obvious he's a killer but then it's not because it's clever that they hide it you know um billy's great you know i mean skeet elrich is great uh method is great they're all good they're all freaking good oh and then um when uh, nev punches when cindy punches gail and he's like uh later in the room he's like bam bitch goes down or bitch went down or something it's by rose mcgowan it's a really funny scene so great movie um, yeah, I love this one so much. I've told this story before, so I'll just recap it briefly. But when I first saw this, it was when it came out on pay-per-view and I was dog and house sitting for someone. And I was like way too young to be by myself. But I remember I rented this movie like eight times, just watching it over and over. I was so obsessed with this movie. Like I would have grown up to be a killer like that's how obsessed I was with it like I just loved all the blood I thought it was so scary um especially that opening scene like it is so frightening and still when I watch it I feel so sad for Casey like she is so close to letting her parents know that she's literally being murdered like 10 feet away and just like hearing her wheeze and then she's being dragged away it is so sad um Sydney's great although sometimes she gets on my nerves because she puts up with fucking Billy's bullshit uh Stu's amazing I had such a crush on Stu and Tatum she's great she's a sarcastic fun friend with great fashion and just overall great movie yeah I agree great movie um I saw it the first time uh, at a party um and I remember how fun it was because I was in high school when this movie came out, I could relate to them also being high school students. Uh, so, so that was like a cool connection. And uh, yeah, I just had a lot of fun watching it then. And I have still to this day, a lot of fun watching it. You know, I watch it every few years at least, and uh, it doesn't get old. You know, it's just, uh, it's a really well-made film, you know, how it plays off uh, different horror stereotypes and kind of, and reinvents the genre. You know, they, uh, he really, reinvented the genre in this because i mean the 90s you know some of the films especially in the early 90s they were just not good you know it just horror as a genre i think there was a lot of fatigue after the 80s and people were stopped being original and were just kind of putting out the same old formula over and over again and Wes craven's like fuck this i'm gonna 
change it and he made this film and it's brilliant and yeah i absolutely love it uh I actually wrote more notes about this movie than any of the other ones, which I was surprised about because usually when it's something that you watch a lot, you tend to not have many notes because you've seen it so many times, but shit, I got so much to talk about about this movie. Just what you got, what you got? Little things. Uh, first, rest in peace to Stovetop Popcorn. That used to excite me so much when I was a kid. <laughs> God, when my dad pulled out the fucking little popcorn skillet, I, I loved just watching it pop and I just... Uh, Got that brought back so many memories. I, I just had to definitely mention it because did you guys ever do stove pop popcorn or did you yeah, guys miss course. that? Okay. I was scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have one. Like some some Etsy seller does popcorn horror things. Oh yeah, that's cool. Also, shout out, and I, I don't remember the context of this because I mean I watched so many of them in the span of two days, but I wrote this movie confirms the exorcist sex sex theory. There's a scene in this movie where they're about to watch The Exorcist. And I think it's when Sydney is going to sleep with, um, uh, what's his face there? And they're like, we're really? going to watch The Exorcist and then, you know, have sex. And I'm like, see, there it is. I, I knew this whole time The Exorcist somehow has some kind of weird. Yeah, for weird serial pull. killers. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, the, the principal. So, uh, yeah, the fonts. Uh, a little touchy. You know, uh, I don't like principals who get that touchy. He's like touching Sydney's face and stuff. And I always thought that was super creepy. But he's also like such a badass. I love how he deals with the students that he's expelling. And he just doesn't give a fuck. You know, it's, uh, so mm-hmm. that was really cool to see. Uh, can't help yeah, but... you... okay, go ahead. I was, no, I was just going to say it. Like, <laughs> I love his like uh, speeches over the intercom where he's like, just remember your principal loves you. And uh, walking. <laughs> The fours <laughs> and there's also a great callback to him in part four there's actually a statue of him in the hallway it's like super quick oh i didn't you, see that it, yeah there's like a memorial statue i'll send you guys a pic of it but it's pretty cool that's awesome i don't know if you guys noticed this so i i did a whole paper about it in film school so maybe i noticed it more than others there's a lot of brand placement in this like diet pepsi dunkin donuts like it's just right in the middle of the frame just huge shot on all these different brands and it was it was like distracting to me i don't know uh, if that's just sensitivity to it or i don't know i thought that was... yeah once you see one you're like oh there's it you start looking for it yeah and... so i thought that was kind of interesting how did sydney not kill those fucking two girls in the bathroom is beyond me i would have fucking just put their head through the, the mirror uh that's awful those two girls were so fucking bad yeah. but is Ghostface playing the long game in that stall? Like, how long was he in there? Was he waiting for Sydney all day? I, I never understood that. So taking a shit. In the girls' bathroom? I... <laughs> yeah, you don't... It's cleaner in there. You gotta right. go in there. Like, can... like in the office? <laughs> they got couches and shit. <laughs> I always question whether that was actually Ghostface or not, and not just, like, a kid trying to play a prank in that one scene in particular. I, I hate when they attack the main girl in like the middle of the movie because you know it's not like okay if you like their whole plan right is to get this whole big old murder house going party shit like that everyone's in the same house but like are you really trying to kill her in in the scene or you i know it's for the is it for the movie's sake to have action to think that sydney's gonna get killed or is it Stu and billy are just fucking around you know like what is the purpose of those scenes i always always question that mm-hmm. yeah i mean I think they basically tell you that they weren't actually going to kill her there because they wanted to do it on the anniversary of the mother's death. 
which is like what we find out. So I guess it was and just why the first attack. Just, like, yeah, just scaring cops. her, yeah. driving her insane right. and making her live mm-hmm. in fear. But if one of them gets caught, then everything's ruined for Bill. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have to talk about the, one of the best cameos in fucking film history with Wes Craven as uh, Fred, the uh, the janitor. That <laughs> right. was so fucking cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. I talked about mm-hmm. missing video stores so much. When I see video stores in movies, I always like... Oh, it's so good. Oh, they should God. have had Robert England, though, in that cameo for Freddy. That would have been hilarious. That, that would have been really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but Randy um, working in the movie, movie uh, stores, fucking so cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Do, I mean, Wes... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, having it be Wes is pretty funny, too, though. The janitor. I think, you know, yeah. Robert would have been good, but like having it actually be the guy who created him is pretty good too. Do you guys remember if you knew, if you guessed the killer at all? I mean, it's been so long. No, but... no, no. I think they did a pretty good job. Like kind of mimic, like having it be Billy there where basically he has a cell phone on him, but then like the whole time you're like, oh, well, I guess it's not him. Like, but like you think it was him. And then like, they do a good job of like, kind of being like, oh, I, I guess it wasn't him. Like, yeah. And then like, I don't think anyone was thinking two killers, right? Like most of the way through that, like the first time you watch it, you just think it's going to be one. So yeah, I think they do a pretty good job. Like, cause like at one point I remember they like zoom on the sheriff's boots who has the same exact boots, like as the killer. So I remember like, there's a very close up scene of that or like him putting out a cigarette and you're like, Oh, so they do a pretty good job. Like putting all these red herrings in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And I think that was the genius of this movie is the dual killer, right? That was, completely new at the time and something i kind of wish they kept on in number one and not done for every fucking movie uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later uh question for you guys though so after they kill it's like two or three people they shut down this fucking town like it's the purge like we, there's a whole scene of people like running away in the middle of the evening like to their house and closing their stores like they're about to go through the biggest like curfew shutdown ever <laughs> But then there's a giant party that the cop brings like everyone to and th- that's not a problem. I never understood that. Like, had you just fucking actually enforced the curfew, this whole thing probably wouldn't have happened. It's, I don't know. I thought that was weird. What'd you guys think about that? People break shit for COVID, so they're definitely not going to listen to the curfew for <laughs> the murder. Yeah, but the, the cop doesn't fucking bring you to the cop. He's a cool, he's a cool cop. That's what he does, right? Like, yeah, it's like his sister, so he's just like, oh, you know, everyone's just fine here at this, like, little house. Yeah, I, I, and they're all friends, right? No yeah, one thought they were, you know, so. There's, there's a killer on the loose. You shut down the town. Yeah. You think the last thing you want <laughs> is a place full of fucking people. Yeah. It's like bringing the fucking sheep to the slaughterhouse. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I never understood that. But yeah, it's uh, I, you know, great movie. It's just little things like that, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing too crazy. It's uh, good. Rate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four, sure. Four and a half out of five for me. Or mm-hmm. nine, I guess, out of ten. Yep. Prior to watching this, I had it a nine out of ten too. But you know what? I'm going ten out of ten. Like it's Oof, just. Perfect. It's a dan- it's to me it's like the perfect slasher movie and the more and more I watch it I enjoy it just as much like every single time if not more just iconic it's just an icon it's the iconic movie of the 90s for sure I'm pretty sure it was our number one movie of the best of the decade for the 90s uh and well deserved yeah it's it's great I give it 10 stabs <laughs> Oh very nice uh I'm a 9 out of 10 as well 
Um, I think it's a great movie. It's one of the best slashers ever. Uh, maybe only second to Halloween in my books. Um, but slashers isn't one of my favorite genre, like subgenres of horror. So it's hard to get above that. But uh, still very effective, very great uh, you know, movie. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the ghost face robe was originally supposed to be white? Ooh, I don't no, like that him, at all. Really? To, to keep him, yeah, because he was ghost face. So they wanted to make the robe white too. To keep How with are you the hide whole ghost, fucking white sheet, <laughs> right? To keep with the whole ghost theme, but I they said you. it looked. They said it. It was. They were scared it was going to look too close to a Ku Klux Klan outfit, so that's why they didn't do it. Uh, I guess, but I think it's just stupid overall. Yeah, especially from the back. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like that I, fucking I... kid that uh, had the oogie boogie costume at Disney that I showed you guys. That one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine that. I... Like, I'm in the house. Like, yeah, I see you, motherfucker. You're staying in white. <laughs> Cheat, I I do think though it might have looked cool during the kill scenes, like with the robe covered in blood. Yeah, yeah but how it do you hide it cool. after? It's just like I don't know. It's yeah. too there's too too many issues with the white. Mm-hmm. I, I think they did great, even over that alternate mask that someone sent in the chat the other day. Mm-hmm. The 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 party scene too, forty two minutes long. It's like wow. half of the running time. Like, and it Behind never like. You. It, <laughs> it's so entertaining too and we didn't even mention kenny the cameraman i i love his character in this rest, movie. rest in peace <laughs> rest, Cheetos. rest in peace, rest in peace Dude, that yeah. scene with randy though is like perfect the fucking yeah behind the you suspense of that scene yeah and then the delay it's, and then he's like she realized mm-hmm. like the realized the delay and then he's fucking right there it's like whoa yep and them using and them using halloween in the background too yes. is like so effective there and like then like when dewey's like I'm sorry we're doing this after we rating it, but uh, then like Dewey is like walking around with like the gun and there's so much tension there and you hear like Jamie Lee Curtis's screams and the Halloween score in the background. It's like using a classic horror movie like to make to add the tension was so good there. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I got to really do a shout out to to the contractor that built that um, garage door opener. Fucking top notch, man! I need to get one installed. <laughs> no, no, no kidding, yeah. <laughs> I fucking bought mine with a leaf and it fucking locks. Right. Like, Is that? Would you say that that's the best death in the movie? In the movie? Uh, death? No opening scene, I think. Opening, so opening death. It's yeah. a good one, though. It's a fucking great one, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some good gore in this movie, There's actually, too. Ones, like that's mm-hmm. fucking Casey's. Like, just imagine, like, as a parent, like going outside and seeing your your daughter, like her entrails like just sticking out of her hanging that's That's a perfect like moment too and then it starts with yeah it's like it's a fucking it's a great movie man it's a great it is and all the gore with steve too when he gets stabbed yeah and he's yeah he's big he plays football and he'll kick your ass (laughs) steve's dead (laughs) yeah and like the the twist of like billy and Stu being the killers kill the ones that killed uh, Sydney's mom too was like a really good twist and doing it like one year later after the her murder it's really really good I'm kind of surprised honestly like now we're going to start hanging into the sequels that we do never see like that like a uh, like that moment that, that, when they yeah. did murder her yeah hmm. I'm surprised that That's never came three, about you get it yeah. in, the, in the set yeah yeah in the set goofy, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. alright scream 2 
um sydney goes to college that's that's my <laughs> breakdown for it <laughs> she goes to college she's uh trying to move on she's got some friends and you know of course Ghostface is um rears his ugly white head and he's at college now we got randy he's still in the crew you got dewey he's got a little fucking hobble that's fucking i'm sorry but the way he plays it it's just over the top i hate that he has a theme song <laughs> shut up uh you got gail weathers who's looking pretty yeah looking cute still i like it um Sir Michelle Geller's great. Um, her boyfriend's a really great guy. I the deputies are fucking worthless though. I'm like, fucking protect her. Stand next to her, you <laughs> fucking morons. However, the scene in the the crash the crash cop car is amazing. When like mm. Ghostface is knocked out and she's like trying to sneak around, the cop yeah. has a pole through his head and she's fucking like going over. That's amazing scene. The best scene in the movie, in my opinion. Um, however, I do think it's a little stale. Um, doesn't really add that much to the I, it's hard to follow up part one. I mean, it's impossible. And it was rushed into production, I think, coming out like a year later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I still enjoy it. Definitely a far cry from part one. But like I said, it's hard to follow up. And that cop car scene is truly amazing. So those are my opening thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wes Craven came back for this one, which is like a surprise because usually, you know, you, there's a lot of directors don't want to come back for the sequel, but you have the. In- whole original director writer everybody comes back for this one and yeah i agree to i think they did rush obviously this was rushed right because like i'm sure they weren't expecting the first one to be as successful as it was and you know you got to capitalize on it so they they definitely rushed here um it's definitely better than ghoulies go to college if we're going to goes to college movies <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean overall i do like this one it's definitely a step down for sure however the opening scene is amazing like i fucking love this opening scene with uh jada mm-hmm. pinkett and uh omar epps in the movie theater uh for the opening of stab which is just like so it's so fun like right like the theater just going crazy you got a million people in ghost face costumes running around and it's just so me- it's such like to me it's the best second best opening scene out of all of the scream movies um yeah just i love this opening scene i, I, don't, uh, after, I don't like it you don't you don't like it one. okay yeah. huh. i one he he stabs a knife through <laughs> through the door yeah yeah that is <laughs> i mean whatever <laughs> there's a lot of goofy shit in horror movies but i, I do not there's nothing against her herself but jd ping is well i guess it is because i don't think she's a great actress and i think uh, I, I cannot stand her in anything she does, so that automatically took it out for me. I do like the theater going fucking ape shit though. That was a really cool setup, and then she's in the front, and no one believes her. That's cool, but I just don't yeah. like her herself. That's my that's my problem with it. All right, um, but yeah, I mean the the rest of the movie it's it's okay. Like it it has its moments. I do like of the cast. Like I like her her friend. I like Jerry O'Connell as the love interest. Like I think he's really like sweet and he's trying to get sydney to like open up and stuff so i like that whole thing there um cotton's character you know he is okay i guess i I do like that he has like an arc though i do appreciate like his arc in here because like obviously like yeah like you're wrongfully convicted like and everyone still thinks you're a fucking psychopath even though you're not like and so it's him trying to like you know write his life which rightfully so you do deserve that but it's so true like most you're once you're you know, it's convict like convicted by the uh, public opinion. The, by the public opinion, because I saw it. Thank you. Once you're convicted by the public opinion, you're pretty much fucked. And uh, cancel culture ver- back in 1997. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I did like that stuff. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it just kind of pales in comparison. 
uh, to the original. There are some really good scenes in here, though. Love Cece's death, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think that's um, one of the best scenes in the entire movie, um, for sure, outside of the opening scene. So yeah, overall, though, it's still a good time. Yeah, I agree. I don't really have much to add with this one. Um, I do disagree with Todd about, well, like he said, he liked the opening scene, but just not Jada. Like, it makes me feel so, so, so sad. Like, that's one of my worst fears is that I'm getting murdered and it's going to be on Halloween or some crazy horror event and no one's going to realize that it's real. It's the thing with like going back to Casey and her parents. It's like, they're so close to being saved, but yet so far away. It's so, so sad. Um, I like Sarah Michelle Geller. I like Sydney trying to move on with her life, being at college. And you kind of see the sorority girls are like wanting her, but they're all bitches anyways. But I feel like there it lags a little for me, especially like I always hate when it comes up in the movie where they're in the theater and like she's getting attacked. It might be the end or like where jerry's being hung up like i just always check out because i just i don't think it's a good scene or maybe it just isn't scary i don't know what it is something about it maybe it's the killers do you not like the killers i'm not too hot on who they were yeah maybe it's that like the mom angles like we we met on the chat room i know it's the 90s and that's a big thing but it's still like okay you may i don't know yeah yeah but i mean it's still good yeah. Um, so I, I like the movie as well. Uh, however, I will say that uh, this particular rewatch surprised me and is part of this and another film, uh, a switch up in my ranking of the series after rewatching this one again. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I like about it. I like the plays on the, the sequel, you know, kind of tropes uh, that uh, Randy so eloquently explains. Uh, I love some of the, you know, inside jokes that they do kind of like the first one. And I thought that was really uh, clever. Uh, I just, there's just things about this one that I didn't love, particularly the end. Uh, the entire last scene in the theater, like place and all that stuff. I just didn't really like that one. I felt it was so like overproduced and like, but also um, like under, I don't know, like the killers, it didn't make really sense to me. I didn't really care about them. It's not like the first one where you really got to know these characters. It was kind of like just putting someone for putting someone's sake. And this is something they're going to start doing in the rest of the series where suddenly all these family members start popping up that we didn't know about before just to conveniently put them as the killers of the movie because they don't know who else to put. And uh, that was kind of a bummer in this one. And uh, I, I kind of agree with Todd in the first scene. There, there, <laughs> there are a few issues in that first scene to me um first one being that who the fuck gets popcorn or goes to pee five minutes into the movie like that would never happen i don't know who the hell does that but if you are girls do it i was gonna say the he does it too kids do it <laughs> she doesn't like horror movies though so it like makes sense. she's stab. so scared yeah, exactly because well, her, her boyfriend was making her there was that yeah. let him have a guy night <laughs> she yeah. wanted to go see the sandra bullock movie but <laughs> right. he made her yeah. go see the i totally the, the stab yep. uh, and I, I love how the ghost face in this one is also playing the long game in the, in the bathroom stall is this like a thing for ghost face <laughs> they uh, like... shit. i'm telling you steve they're shitting yeah, but shitting specifically waiting for him to go to the bathroom. Yes. It was a targeted attack. <laughs> Made no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, it's just so weird. And one thing I gotta, I just gotta point out, and maybe this is an, an American thing. She orders a small Diet Pepsi, 
and it's the size of her fucking head. It's like she almost <laughs> eats two heads. It's like huge, right, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is- Don't get the large. It's a fucking gallon jug. <laughs> yeah, barely. Don't I do it. That- get the kid size. Yeah, no, I, fuck thought- that. I get the large. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was super funny, and this is the movie where I really started noticing how clumsy Ghostface is as a killer. Like he's just flip flopping all over the place. Like it's it's kind of it's like funny, but also I don't know if it's meant to be funny. I don't know if it's on purpose or it's it's crazy. Like how much Ghostface flip flops around in this movie. So I mean, I I liked it. I, I did like it. It's just it had some issues. And I also I think it was Todd that said it. I did not like Dewey's um, like nerve damage angle at all. Yeah. It just didn't. It, it was unnecessary to me, you know, especially the way he p- overplayed it, in my opinion. It just yeah. didn't work. Real quick, part one, we forgot to mention the on-screen mishap where Ghostface is chasing her. He goes, easy, easy, and it ended up on tape. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, okay. yeah, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it later. catch that. He's chasing Cindy up the stairs, and he goes, easy, easy, the actor playing him. Oh. Um, but part two, what what is Tilfy Elephant? What's his relation to the fucking situation again he's just a friend like a he's college just, student he's yeah just he's a fucking bud and he meets up with billy's yeah. mom and that's it yeah 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 basically weird yeah yeah i mean he yeah do they have a I, I didn't, relationship do you think that this is the problem with like the dual killers like he wasn't needed just have it be billy's mom like that would have been fine that would have been better honestly probably there wasn't a need for two killers i don't know is this sexist so to say that i think there needs to be a male killer because you're taking on male people um is that a i mean justified... yeah it is sexist but is it it's sexist? sex it, it is but it like, is I but understand. i get what you're saying like yeah because that's my, my issue sometimes with like billy's mom taking out randy yeah it's not well she did it behind know. his back though so it's easy to like i don't know she's Fucking also an randy, older woman so. <laughs> yeah i mean randy's death still goes down is the probably the saddest death in horror movie history and in my opinion, he's just such a beloved character. Yeah, that's and, a mistake. Uh, you, you can't kill yeah. off a, 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 it's a well mistake that guy. they tried to fix in three very unsuccessfully, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. They keep trying to fix that fucking mistake. It's like, leave him alone. Yeah, that was uh, like the in- insidious mistake where they killed Elise after part one and they brought exactly, her back yeah. for every movie. But she appears in every movie. Same thing <laughs> yeah. with Jigsaw. Jigsaw appears in like yeah. every fucking right. song and he's been dead yeah. since four. So I, I like the idea of Billy's mom. She has motive. Yeah, but where's Billy? Let's bring let's bring Billy's dad into it. Let's make it a family affair. We don't need to get pretty boy involved. That's probably having sex chat rooms together. Well, Billy's we dad have... he he abandoned the family. Well, so he's like... back because they fucking murdered his son, Joe. <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> I think that's a better better twist because mom, I get it, but I do not believe her as a killer, and maybe that's why she's so slapstick, Steve. Maybe there's an answer. She's fucking. She just no. I just like in later installments, like the killer has to be believable. When you see mm-hmm. a stunt actor playing the killer. And they're like yeah. got bulk and stuff. And then you say this is like skinny girl or guy, whatever you want to do. It doesn't make sense. It has to make sense at the moment. Don't have fucking a Jason Voorhees looking dude. That oh wait, no, it's his his mom the whole time. Come on. Like yeah, I, right. I hate that. I hate that. And whatever. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, that's it's a good example in part four as well. Like you got I mean, which we'll get to in a minute, but like you have like this small little girl and that that doesn't look oh, like that. You're, now you you're being sexist, these, Joe. Ghostface killers, yeah. Well, it just doesn't match okay, up, okay. you know what I mean? It really doesn't match up. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, in, 
I, I do like the Billy's mother angle, but like, let's be honest here. Like, okay, she had plastic surgery, but you're telling me Sydney, <laughs> who dated this fucking Billy for all these this time, and Gail, who wrote like the book and shit, you're telling me no one recognized. Exactly. I don't care how much plastic surgery you've had, someone is going to fucking recognize you. Yeah, it just seemed very far fetched. Like, so yes. I will say that. But I mean, I was able to go with it. And then another thing, I saw Steve mention this in his letterbox as well, and Sam had just mentioned it too, that she didn't like, like, the whole stage stuff. Like, like yeah, like, the whole, like, Greek, like, tragedy play thing. Like, I did like the one scene where Ghostface is in that um, robe. Like, he looks kind of cool, honestly, in that one scene where she's, uh, even though he's not really there, I don't believe, right? It's just kind of a vision Sydney has because she's, like, panicking. Um, but yeah, the whole like Greek tragedy set, like where <laughs> I love when she's like trying to take down, uh, like the mom and she starts like, uh, she's at one point she grabs like the thunder sounding thing and just starts shaking it. Like that's supposed <laughs> to like freak her out or something like that. It's like, what, well, what's going on here? Uh, so yeah, I mean, that whole thing is, it's just like a bad setting for the, for the finale in my opinion. Uh, so Yeah. Justice that that was Jerry. my biggest complaint. Justice for Jerry. Yeah, he for he guy. is a very sad. Yeah, it is a sad death because he did seem like a really genuinely good dude, and for him to go down. Uh, interestingly enough, though, do you know this entire script leaked online, um, which <laughs> caused them they it caused them to completely rewrite the movie. They had Shows. a completely different movie. Uh, so here is uh, I, I will tell you. Uh, quickly what the original so after the so here this is directly from imdb uh, after the first draft of the script was leaked on the internet several changes had to be made and characters were fully rewritten so dewey had originally transferred himself from woodsboro police to the security staff on campus so he could be close to sydney and keep her safe randy was originally gail's new cameraman and joel who was um, the the new cameraman was a med student and friends with Sydney. Derek was the film student shooting a documentary who walked around with a camera, not Mickey. Uh, Debbie Salt was more aggressive and bitchy, as in one scene she asked Sid Sydney if she finally snapped and if she's the one doing the killings, being punched in the face by Gail as a result. The scene in which Sydney slaps Gail never happens. Mickey was the one who sings in the cafeteria to Haley. And a different song, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. The killers were Derek, Jerry O'Connell's character, Haley, um, the friend, and Debbie Salt. Uh, Loomis ends up shooting Derek and Haley, but then gets stabbed by Cotton before she can shoot Sydney and Gale. Cotton suddenly has a change of heart and decides to get even on both Sydney and Gale as he considers them responsible for ruining his life. He stabs and kills Gale and then runs after Sydney. Uh, Kevin Williamson stopped the writing there, but left notes in the script that all I've, that's all I've written so far. And then describes in a few words, how the story was supposed to end with Cotton and Sydney eventually stabbing each other and die laying side by side. I don't like that last bit, but I like the rest of it. Yeah. 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 I like the beginning part of it. I like three killers too. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. That would have been different. It would have been different. Yeah. Um, one, one question for Sam actually. Do you think what he did by singing in the cafeteria is romantic or obnoxious? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's romantic. Making a big scene in front of a bunch of people is romantic, too. I mean, it it's depends. like it's like proposing at a sporting event. <laughs> That's yeah. a little too much, but singing is fine because you don't have to say yes or no. Like it's just like 
fine. Make your make yourself look like the dumbass, and I'll just sit here and smile. Yeah, there's no way high school students would react that way. Like join in and clap. There's no fucking way. <laughs> like college, 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 college. Sorry, yeah. definitely. They definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're all no. every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was like popular, so everyone was probably like yeah. wanting to. He's a good looking dick. kid. They liked it. They liked it. Um, there's there's also a special cameo in this movie. If you look close enough, you will see Matthew still, Lillard in in the background because um, he was dating Nev Campbell at the time. Oh, um, yes. But also, we'll get into it for Scream Three. But there was an original, uh, a different plot for Scream Three that was supposed to involve Stu. Okay, rated I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, overall, I, I like this one. I think it. It has, definitely has its moments. Like we said, pales in comparison to two, but I still find it, to one, I mean, but still I find it pretty damn enjoyable. So I'm giving it a seven and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I don't like the killers. I don't like the killer angle. Um, Randy still hurts my feelings because he's such a great little dude. And Dewey's so over the top. They messed that character up in this one, in my opinion. Um, give it in a six and a half. That's where I am, six and a half as well. Or I guess a three on Letterbox. Yeah, which is actually a lower score than I had it previously. Uh, before yes. I would have said seven point five, and now I'm at six point five. So yeah. yeah, I had a three and a half on Letterbox, and I adjusted it. Okay, uh, part three. Um, Cindy is in hiding. Um, she's off the grid, but she does have connection with Dewey. Um, they're making Stab Part Three currently in Hollywood, so that's like the big ticket item. They're remaking all of Woodsboro in a sound studio, which is a freaking cool ass set. Um, so now we are following along. Uh, you know, Cotton Weary is the opening kill. He's a celebrity now, kind of a talk show host. He's got his 100% Cotton show, and he is the opening kill, which is okay. Um, we're introduced into a new kind of twist where now the ghost face can mimic anyone's voice perfectly, no matter what situation, mm -hmm. no matter what pitch, tone, mm -hmm. whatever your answer response is, he's got a follow up, which doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Um, and then, yeah, so basically killing start happening again. They, you know, they're kind of after Sid, but they can't find her. Um, so... <laughs> Very stupidly, she comes back to Woodsboro to put herself, or actually Hollywood, to put herself in uh, harm's way. Um, so they're shooting the film, and you have, like, the Dewey character. He has his actor counterpart. You have Gail character, her actor counterpart, and so on and so on. So we have all, not only the original cast now, but we have their counterparts in the movie. And now the characters are getting bumped off as well as their true life counterparts in this, in this film. Um, we're also introduced into a subplot that is shoehorned in at the end there. And... Um, revolving once again maureen prescott and uh we'll leave it there yeah um so you know this one is, is an interesting one they they tried a different approach um with this one with the voice changer and you're either gonna go with it or not i guess and as far even though it's like far-fetched like i, I kind of liked it like i like that they tried to do something different uh, so I appreciated it, although it's probably not like realistic, like whatsoever, being able to mimic people's voices and whatnot. Uh, I was fine with it because I was like, okay, like this is kind of cool. Like it's it's interesting. It's different. It kind of puts like a red herring at, in things, like on who it really throws you off on like who the killer is gonna be. Like I never had any inkling who the killer was gonna be the entire time because of this voice changer. 
thing. So you know what? I'm in defense of the voice changer. Um, I'm sure most people will disagree with me, but I, I liked it. I like that they they try to change it up and try to do something different here. The Hollywood setting, I liked. I liked the backlot stuff, like how we got to see like Woodsboro again. I thought that was all very cool. I thought it was like funny seeing like the actors playing, like the actors, uh, you know, uh, talking with like themselves played by the other actors. So that all was kind of fun. I, I did like the Maureen Prescott angle too here. Like, you know, how she kind of had this like secret life that no one knew about. Cause you know, that, that, you know, I'm sure that happens a lot. You know, a lot of people have like secret lives that they don't tell people about when they were younger and stuff like that. So I, I, uh, I like that angle and that they were bringing her back in and, you know, it was a decent motive for the killer, which we end up finding out who the killer is, which we can get into. But, um, I liked his motive. I like the killer's motive too. Um, so, you know, overall, I, this one surprised me a little bit on the rewatch because I remember not liking it that much. But overall, I actually had a pretty fun time with this one. Um, it definitely obviously pales in comparison to one. And I, it's definitely not as good as part two either. But it, still, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Hammer? I'm trying to remember this one, um, even though I just watched it today. So Scream 3, Scream 3. Um, I'm with Joe. I liked the, where you could, they were filming the movie. I thought that was really cool. And just like how the whole set was a set. Sometimes it was really confusing though. Like they would talk about stuff and I was like, I had to pay attention. I was like, wait, what's going on now? Um, I liked this one, but I just didn't really care for Scott Foley's character. I i don't know. It's just something about him. I just don't like him. I didn't really buy him as being a director because he's a Who's whiny. That? Oh, that's Roman? Roman? Yes, he was a little whiny little fucking bitch. <laughs> it's um, my movie. I want my movie. <laughs> but I came in when Joe was talking about the voice changer, and I don't know what you were, how you synopsized it. Todd, I said it was a little uh, far-fetched to have it, everyone's pitch and tone it is but yeah. i loved it like i was getting a boner when it would st- when their voice would start off as like the normal person's voice and then it would turn into ghost face like i just loved how they transitioned it it just gave me goosebumps every time so i i did like that although i even asked joe i was like we're supposed to believe that he can do that like how um what else can i say um i don't know i don't really care about I feel like didn't they kind of get into Gail and Dewey's relationship, or they're still together at this every point? every fucking movie? They, I they... don't care. Like <laughs> I literally don't care. Fucking I bang and get married or not? I rather know about their lives separately. Like I want to know what Dewey's doing alone, and I want to know what Gail's doing in her career. Like I don't care about them together. Um, but yeah, what can you do about that? Uh, who else can I talk about in this movie? Is Sydney dating anyone? No, she's working as the hotline counselor, right? Yes, Laura. Um, I mean, I think she has a great life. She literally can work from home with her dog. She lives out <laughs> somewhere on a ranch with her dad. And he's like, this isn't the kind of life you should have. And she's like, that's the point is not to have a life. But I think that sounds like a dream. Yeah. Does she live with her dad? Does he live there? I mean, he was at the No, house. he was... He's just yeah. visiting. Yeah, because yeah, he he, so he says you, go. you follow he's... the dad killers and you'll yeah. find her. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I said I didn't like the voice changer. If you accept it, it's cool. But it's just like, yeah, like yeah, okay, we're gonna believe that just because like every situation he has a, a counter towards it. Like I'm like, mm, okay, I guess he's a Hollywood director, so he can afford to make some cool shit. Um, 
let's see let's see i thought oh, i hate when they get so meta that they start putting cameos in movies you got jane silent bob which hey that's the gail weathers and you know, shut up not, not, not even fucking kevin smith and jason muse like jane silent bob makes yes. no fucking sense whatsoever <laughs> And then freaking Princess Leia, and they have the whole. I I know I look like Princess Leia. Like I I, charming sure in a screen movie. No, I I I, I didn't like it at all. Um, I thought Maureen Prescott having another fucking backstory. Oh, I, I was in Hollywood actress. Like, really? This never. I every problem in this fucking universe is because of Maureen Prescott's dumbassness. I know she's taken advantage of in Hollywood. That's terrible. That's not my point in this. It's just like every single thing was a result of her decision-making. And you know what? Fuck Lance Anderson too. You bitch. You have your fucking rape dungeon. What's wrong with you? You fucking psycho. Um, Roman, like Sam said, he's a whiny little prick, but here's my problem. She checked his pulse when he was fake dead to throw us off. He's not dead. You would feel his pulse, especially this motherfucker just ran around for like 30 minutes. He's going to be sweating. He's going to be shaking. He's going to pulse pounding. Get out of here. Um, the the hot detective that she ends up, well, never mind, spoil. Hot detective. Um, he has no sense of personal space, no personal boundaries. He goes right up to Sid's ear and he says, my life. I don't like he's trying to seduce her or something, but he gets right up in her, her grill. I don't know if you guys saw that. And then they don't understand how bulletproof vests work in this universe. You're getting shot by a 38. You're not getting up. You're not walking around. Your ribs are broken. You're out of breath. And then, like, he gets shot, and then he pops up, boop, like, in normal character. Like, what? But, yeah, those are my big gripes with it. I did. This is the only movie I've seen in the theater. Uh, Scream, well, actually, Scream 5, too, now. But this is the only one of the originals I saw in the theater. Um, houses don't explode after having the gas on for two minutes. That's not how it works. <laughs> Especially to that standard. And, um Overall, though, I fucking liked it a lot more than I remembered. It's solid. It improved in my scores. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was witty. Meta, yes, but I still really enjoyed it. Except for, like, Maureen Prescott, they need to let her go. And they don't ever in this series. So here's my stuff. Yeah, yeah, that so, was probably my least favorite was the, the Maureen, Maureen Prescott. Stuff. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I guess on the opposite side, uh, this is, like, my least favorite scream. By, by a good margin uh and each time i watch it i think i like it a little bit less than the time before so my score is like continuously going down on this one uh like you said i hate the cameos especially jane silent bob because it makes no fucking sense whatsoever it's one thing if you have kevin smith and jason muse going to a jane silent bob like set because they're there that would kind of make sense because they're on a movie set but having the characters that made no fucking sense whatsoever super ridiculous i hate the voice changer i'm gonna straight up say it today in 2022 we barely have that technology where you could just fucking pluck people's voices and do it like you could do it but it's not like that good you know and not only do they have like live characters but also dead characters that they're using the voices it makes no sense whatsoever to me so i was really not on board with that i thought it was a cheap trick that they used in the movie so that was a big one these fucking family members that keep popping out of nowhere you know, Randy's sister coming out with a tape where he recorded his dialogue for part three. Stupid as fuck. Like, yes, I'm happy to see Randy. Yes, I enjoy his little, like, spiel about it. Makes no fucking sense. What? Randy thought he was going to die, so he started recording fucking, like, future sequel ideas in case the killer keeps coming back. It just does not make sense. And his sister that comes out of nowhere, it's just... Th 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 these little details, they seem like such 
it was so lazy as far as writing goes. They're just inserting stuff to kind of keep the same tropes going. And by this point, you know, I watched all four films in two days. It's like the same movie over and over, like just being recycled over and over with the same fucking things. Like, um, like you said, like Dewey and Gale falling and falling for each other again for the third time they start the movie not together and we have to see their love story like connect we've seen this twice before we don't need to see it again either you're together or you're not and that was like okay that, that that's enough of that uh the whole thing about not killing them the first time and the killer waking up and you have to shoot him in the head they pull that in all three fucking movies at this point like it's overplayed and that's kind of my problem with part three is that I can't There's, wait for you to see part five, Steve. Oh my God. It's just like, they're, they're just recycling the same go goddamn insane. movie over and over again. And uh, they didn't bring anything new to it. And even in this one, I didn't feel that they were playing on the trilogy trope, which I thought was where they'd go with it because, you know, the first one's kind of like the new horror for 1996. Second one's about sequels. I thought they'd do like a trilogy thing where it's supposed to like cap out the story. I thought that would have been interesting. They don't do that really at all, except for Randy's little speech. Um, yeah, just... A lot of issues with this one to be honest and the only thing that i really liked about this one was the sequence of sydney getting chased in her house but it's a set of her house i thought that was really fun and cool and i really liked that outside of that didn't like this one all that much how many security people are on sets in hollywood Oh There's yeah, no of course. Fucking way. <laughs> well, I guess uh, you know what. Actually, there is a way if it's the director of the film sneaking around. So that makes sense. Never mind. But yeah, uh, why does Dewey <laughs> in the scene with the false glass or whatever you want to call it, the false mirror, or whatever it's called, to break him? He starts shooting at him at person level, one at a time, not knowing who's behind that. Like Dewey, please, yeah. what are you do it. He, he could have just gone That's shot one point. and just go check. Yeah. You know, if there's or bang it or shoot it like where I'm not gonna hit anybody else or a giant right. like. Yeah, <laughs> you shoot him like people level. I'm like, gosh damn. I guess Roman's Roman's things make sense why he's mad, of course. But yeah, Lauren's a piece of shit. If he's a piece he, of shit, she's like he, abandoned him. Yeah, he shows and, up at their house and he's yeah. like, "That was my old self." Fuck yeah, off. that's fucked like, up. Whoa. I'm like, wow. I was like, she is really just the worst person in this entire uh, universe. Like, she yes. fucking was fucking around on her husband, and then she's. You know, I, I can understand why she got rid of Roman, obviously, because like she, it was from, you know, a terrible experience. Yeah. But then like he resurfaces like 20, 30 years later and you're not like, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and or you just like get out of my fucking house. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just it seems it, awful to me. <laughs> this, this doesn't make sense, though, for her character in part one. If she was abused. Doesn't I don't know. It may answer it, maybe I'm wrong. But does it make sense like for her to go from abuse to banging everyone around town? Does that make sense? Yeah. It does? Mm -hmm. All right, case closed. Never mind. In some in some situations I would say yeah. Yeah. Well sucks for her husband then. Yeah. I mean she had a tough life, but man, you would think because you had such a tough life you would be a better person because of it, but I mean, I don't. She just seems like such. No and then Sharon yeah, Stone. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I and I movie, agree. So the title sounded pretty cool that she was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree. Like we are rehashing the same shit like over and over again. Um, which is why I did like the. Uh, I'll go back to the voice changer, which is why I like the voice changer in this one because it was something different. Uh, but yeah, like the two man, the Dewey Gale thing, like just man, like what a terrible relationship they have. Like, it's like the most toxic relationship you'll ever see. But it, yeah, I, 
they just need to cut ties, I think, at this point. Keep coming back like magnets, man. Yep, apparently. She sees, she sees them, and he sees her, and they're <laughs> like, yep. I bet they have fucking okay, – right. I bet they have really good sex after these movies end. Like in the mm. universe, like they had Probably. a bunch of fucking crazy <laughs> right. shit. They almost died. He's fucking, oh, I got my bum leg. You got to get on top and then fucking just go crazy, dude. That's probably why they're into it. But that's just my, uh, that's my headcanon there. And one last thing I want to mention. Did I miss something during this movie that made McDreamy like totally part of the group by the end where he's having popcorn and watching? Guess what we watch? What are they watching? Why are you going to leave um like when was that a thing like where he's just like part of the group now wasn't he sort of like the love interest for sydney sort of kind of i didn't know i don't remember him after she goes into his office like she goes down to the station i don't even remember that's when he gets all in her space well yeah Yeah, that was the last i saw of him no he comes in the house and gets shot yeah he he shows up at the birthday party and gets attacked yeah Yeah, remember we think he's a killer because like you came over here without your partner and he's like just calm down (laughs) cool (laughs) fucking dreamy with a fucking goopy eye uh, he's still around in last and spoiler i guess right okay i missed it oh you missed it from part five wait what they're married in part five they are yeah (laughs) You know? <laughs> it's it, it's um dewey says how's mark and she says i think i'll keep him so that's his character in part three yeah that's it's, no spoiler really it's like a, yeah, it's a <laughs> throwaway a, line a second yeah line. well I, w- I was wondering stuff about her life and i even said like i want to know about her husband she married oh. mark and had twins dude or I don't know twins, but a couple girls. Hey, stop! You're running it for Steve. That's all right. That's he saw that in the trailer. <laughs> all right, rate it. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, this what? is. Yeah, I mean, with to me, the franchise just progressively is getting weaker as they go. It had this one had some moments though. I enjoyed it. I didn't really mention it, but I did like the opening scene of Cotton's Kill. But I also think it's probably the weakest of the entire franchise as well um but yeah i mean this one's decent i'm giving it a seven he drops a fucking bookshelf on him and then the killer gets up super easy <laughs> Cotton, come on you giving it a seven um uh, I'm, I'm at a yeah, three I give it a seven. I'm, I'm still at a three out of five on letterbox and a uh six and a half maybe six no i'll do a six this is tough um i guess i'll give it a 6.8 okay uh, I give it a 5.5 and really this is a 4 but I enjoy spending time <laughs> with these characters so it gets points just because I like spending time in the Scream world so mm-hmm. 5.5 but really if I was looking at this objectively without like the nostalgia of the other characters I think it would be like a 4 I really really did not like this one Yeah. well do you guys want to hear the original idea yes, for yes. Scream 3 so Matthew Lillard, who, of course, there was a, that, the whole reason for him being in part two in a very small cameo role was for part three. Uh, so Lillard, um, he had been contracted to reprise his role as the primary antagonist for part three. Uh, he had apparently survived his uh, death in the original Scream, uh, orchestrating new ghost face attacks from prison 
on these high school students and ultimately targeting Sydney. Um, but following the Columbine High School massacre, shortly before production began, uh, the script was scrapped and rewritten without his character and the plot to avoid uh, development of a film which associated violence and murder with a high school setting. So he was supposed to be um, getting kids, like he started a cult essentially from prison and had these like kids apparently out and about killing for him. I like it, but it's definitely good that they didn't go during that time frame. That yeah. I mean, it makes sense why they didn't, didn't go that way. It would have been interesting though, for sure. I mean, more interesting than what we got, honestly. 100% cotton. Okay. Uh, screen four, West Craven again, 2011. Um, so Sydney, man, she's over it. She's like, you know what? I'm not fucking hiding anymore, dude. I'm writing this book. I know I gave shit to Gail Weathers like uh, Sam mentioned earlier, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing a self-help book, self-empowerment, women empowerment, what you want to call it, out of the darkness. She's going on a book tour. She goes back to Woodsboro. Um, and she has a niece there, another family member that we didn't know about shows up. And um, the killer's back, man. He's starting to kill people. Um, Dewey comes back. Gail comes back. We got the whole crew coming back. And that's where we're at. We're trying. We're back at Woodsboro, and people are trying to kill Sydney while killing this new cast of characters that are in high school again. You got the geeks you got the two cinema lovers that are in a cinema club together you got the hot chicks um that's essentially the movie it's once again <laughs> part one <laughs> um i originally did not like it at all like it was like a two or something on my letterbox or whatever before i changed it um just because i think he Wes craven at this time was a little bit out of touch with like teens but now watching it again i'm like all right he kind of hit it even though the teenagers still act a little bit at least the females, in my opinion, act a little bit too old for their characters. Um, Kirby, let's call it what it is. She's not a true horror fan, all right? She's got like 10 DVDs. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I like Colkin. He's good. <laughs> I like the dude with the freaking live webcam thingy. That's especially in the YouTube days. You definitely could buy that. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, we get same Dewey and Gale bullshit that you guys talked about in the last ones. Um, and wait. He's sheriff now. How did that happen? Did anyone yeah. picture? Well, and, and they're and, and they're married in this one too. That's yeah, true. So, right. At least they start yeah. together yeah. this time. They yeah, right. Fall in love they still again bicker. For the they they yeah. still bicker. They still bicker at each other though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's getting lemon bars made by the hot deputy, which yeah. I like. I know why you don't like her. But I like her. Um, at this point, I'm I'm kind of over Sydney. Like I I think we should have closed her character out in part three. It's just like more of the same and. Uh, I don't know. That's my two cents. That's my opening. Uh, yeah. So I had only seen this movie once before rewatching it. Um, and I remembered really disliking it on a first watch. Uh, on this rewatch, I, I definitely like it a little bit more. Um, it's still my least favorite of these four that we're doing tonight. Um, but you know, it's not as bad as I remembered, and I still think it's a pretty decent watch. Um, I really like the return to Woodsboro here. Um, it just feels fresh, like kind of like a re like a refresh. Uh, so I do like that. I like being back like in a, the familiar setting of Woodsboro. I liked that. Um, I don't know though, like it, the returning characters feel so weird here to me. I, I don't know. They just seem like out of place. <laughs> like I don't. It's just weird. Like it seems like they don't like need to be there. Like. Um. So yeah, and like then too like scared to start their own thing, they had to shoehorn in. Yeah, the it, yeah, it it does kind of. They do kind of feel shoehorned in here, and then like some of the dialogue here is like really weird. Like I really like when that like uh 
new reporter like confront scale i was like people do are, are you really like uh throwing backhands like at like a person like right to their face like i don't know i guess people do do that but it just seemed i don't know some of the dialogue just did not seem believable to me the new cast of characters you know i i, I didn't like most of them but i did like kirby like she's basically the new randy here um obviously pales in comparison but I, overall i like her um my biggest problem though is with the ending of this movie like the last 20 minutes in the hospital to me like is just it becomes like slapstick almost um to where it kind of, it it took me out of it uh and just like the comedy didn't hit for me like in this one as much as uh, compared to the other ones but you know it's still like a pretty fun one like the opening intro is great like i love how we keep getting the full outs with all of the stab movies and then you finally get into the real killings like i think that's great i thought that was really creative and um so yeah i mean I, to me the intro is the best part of this movie the rest of the movie okay and then to me the ending is just bad um so i had seen this movie i think maybe once or twice and it was always the least favorite out of all of them but I will say rewatching it this time, I do appreciate it a little bit more. I never really gave second thought to Kirby, but I love her. She's a great character. Like Joe mentioned with how the opening is with all of the fake outs. I loved that because I was like, just seeing all of the actresses I knew from other shows. I'm like, oh, I forgot that they were in this movie. And then it's like, just joking, that stab, just joking, stab one, just joking, that stab, you know, it was fun. Uh, but I wasn't crazy about Emma Roberts. I just, I don't know. I just didn't like her in this movie. Um, and as Todd would say, like, we're just, oh, we're getting introduced to another family member of Sydney's. Like, when are we going to have Scream 6 called Family Reunion? Like, literally Scream 6, Family Reunion. I can see it now. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to Where the whole movie is at, like, a family reunion? Exactly. And who's it's grandma killing people? She's 90? Yep. I like it. Is it the five year old <laughs> nephew? No, it's the five year old and the 90 year old. <laughs> yeah. Maureen's really alive. <laughs> she has a twin sister. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I surprised they didn't try that. <laughs> Maureen had another child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I. I, I like this one more every time I watch it. It's kind of the opposite from three where I'm liking it less and less. I'm liking this one more and more on every rewatch, probably my fourth or fifth time watching it. And uh, yeah, I just had more fun with this one. I think um, going back to Westboro was the right move because I missed that in uh, part three. And I just like being in that town. Like it's got that familiarity that I really like. So that was cool. And this one felt more like a screen movie than part three. So that was another thing that I was happy uh, that they went, kind of went back to. Uh, I got to mention, Dewey is a terrible shot <laughs> for a cop. Like there's a point where he has Ghostface right in his sights and he not only misses, but misses like significantly, uh, which was super weird for someone who's apparently like, you know, the sheriff in his town or whatever he is. Um, I like the nods to the first one, like Charlie being tied up. Uh, you know, kind of brought us back to Steve being tied up in the first one. I thought that was really cool. Um, I love when the, she shoots her boyfriend in the dick. I thought that was like fucking brutal. Um, yeah, just I had fun with this one. I liked that they were going with the 
you know, it's, it's a diff different generation of horror and different rules and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just had more fun with this one, I guess. Uh, of course, there are issues as well. The old towel removing fingerprints trick, which they pull in a few of these, uh, these movies and a lot of movies that doesn't work, folks. That's not how <laughs> finger you can't just like just slightly fluff a towel on a gun and suddenly have all the fingerprints gone. Well, just... That too, but their logic, you think they would put the gun in the killer's hand to put his right. prints on it. Right. And then why would the killer shoot him? Like, wait, 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 wait. You're making the cops question why this guy got shot point blank in the dick. Like, let's not do that. If you're going to forge a falsified crime scene, let's at least be realistic with it. It's like, <laughs> right. Um, although for me, I don't know why. I really like the ending of this film. Uh, I love the scene where emma roberts is fucking herself up like I, it just it kind of reminds me of like, like fight, fight club yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it reminds me of a lot of fight club and um american beauty also did that same thing so uh, i i love that and she really fucking goes for it like she fucks herself up which is kind of a cool scene and i thought it was like the hospital scene yeah it is a little cheesy uh, some of the lines are like okay you know not, not the best but I enjoyed it. It was different, you know, and that's something that I enjoy about it because these movies rehash so many fucking storylines uh, from, you know, the rest of the series. I thought it was cool to have something a little different. But again, it's a problem with this series. God, it's just the same shit over and over and over again. And that's one of the biggest problems with the Scream sequels in general is they keep rehashing the same fucking things over and over. And by especially when you binge them in like two days, you just see like you're basically watching the same movie with just little differences and that's uh that's kind of annoying and i kind of agree with todd i think sydney's story has played out by this point and i just don't care about her as much anymore by this point it's like okay i just want to move on to you know other characters and everything but of course like sam said it's always fucking family these new family members popping up in every movie so yeah uh still i enjoyed it uh, way more than i expected for uh, this watch so it actually went up in my ranking yeah. yeah my only two notes i have specifically are i want to be in the cinema club that'd be fun and the terrible hospital scene i agree with you it's just in my opinion i thought it was pretty poopy and then my negatives are this the killers again i um like uh, sam said what's her name roberts uh not really believable her motive is pretty weak and then yeah. the boyfriend i can get why the boyfriend or the love interest would want, want to come along she's a hot chick and she's giving him attention kill for me blah blah blah. but then again like you got i i like i said earlier i need like more believable kill, uh, killers more physically capable killers to take down some of these people in this so yeah what what exactly was her motive it was just because sydney was like the, she had, all the, had all the attention right yeah, she had she all the attention famous. yeah do you know that's how it a pretty... is to live with Sydney Prescott as your aunt? Yeah, that's a oh, really bitch. weak. Mo that's a really weak motive. You know what? Um, so I, I thought of that too. Like it's a weak motive, yeah. but when I really reflect on it, that is so a thing now. Yeah, a, where a kid would do. Yeah, where yeah. people are so desperate for mm -hmm. attention that they will do anything. You know, eat Tide Pods, do whatever the fuck <laughs> it is to get any type of attention so i think yeah it's a good it's a good point so yeah. i thought it was even though it's stupid it fits with the timeline of when this movie was released so that is what so i feel it's actually justified in a way because mm -hmm. of that why the fascination with two killers though in these i mean although no, roman was roman only was, one Ro right. roman was the was the only lone one which that motherfucker had four. great cardio let's just put that back to <laughs> <three>. <laughs> yeah right but that, but like, that why, is a problem. 
Yeah, it's why go back to the well. But that's that's all this fucking series is is going back to the well. You know. Yeah. And that's why would why would um nerd dude kill his best bud man you, you gotta imagine they're like having endless nights of horror movies talking about their movie club and he just kills them for no, like that sucks love, love man that's love yeah. i guess yeah. <laughs> i fucking guess yeah. yeah i did i did enjoy the stabathon uh yeah that was, scene cool. too. That was, that was fun yeah <laughs> that was pretty cool <laughs> Uh, I guess but to me but honestly to me there's not like any memorable deaths in this one like compared to like the other ones like i feel like this is the first one where nothing sticks out to me like death wise you know what i mean i can't even remember one it's all stabbings right that's the thing yeah (laughs) it's like they're all just boring the one that sticks out to me the most is when she gets thrown off the uh building like after she's already dead i think but she gets like thrown and she lands on the news truck or whatever when doing oh, doing press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but like even that's like nothing like great. Whereas like all the other three, I felt like all had like somewhat memorable kills. Like even though they weren't great, even though maybe some of the sequels weren't as good, great, but Dude, they all put his foot down. Like you are not kills. a cop, Dale. Gail, I cannot give you this <laughs> information. I'm gonna blab it. Leave me alone. Yeah. And then Sydney like. Just fucking leave, man. <laughs> Just leave. Remove, remove, remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, I mean, but then, like, you, you, I mean, Sydney is Scream, right? Like, if you don't have her, have can to you be, really though. continue on? I, I agree with that, right? But it, it's kind of like Jamie Lee, She's right? No Sharon like, Stone, dude. You know, like... when, when, ja- when Jamie Lee disappeared from the Halloween, do you need to have somebody that can carry that torch? And Daniel Harris did do it pretty good, I feel like, in four and five. Um, and then she is, I guess, in there in six, and they do kill her eventually in six. But then, like after that, it's like, all right, well, where do we go from here? Which is why I think, like, they, you know, this franchise kind of failed until they finally brought her back for H two O. Actually, did, did they even have anything after six, or did they go right to H two O? I think it was H two O right maybe, after six, yeah, right? It was H2O. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So they did bring uh, her right six back. Six and then resurrection. No, no resurrection after. after. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because they destroy the ending mission. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't him. It was a paramedic. But yeah. What? So yeah, like so if you don't have Sydney though, like who do you like what do you do? You just, like, you just you know have these I mean? crazy people that just are have like a new heroin. Yeah. Obsessed yeah. they uh, they obsess over billions too. Because you know you have people like that that marry these fucking serial killers in prison, like uh, you know, real life serial killers and shit like that. So I think you just guys mm-hmm. have um obsessive people either over to the stab movies or stew and it's called a day i'm calling it in 40 years or in 20 years we'll have like a a rehash with sydney back like like halloween this was that which five kind of we'll we'll get into it when we do five but i guess five kind of is similar to the the, that they they kind of try to copy it which is like why do you what is why did they call it scream like i know we're not reviewing Uh, that now but like why are they doing that like because you scream and you get stabbed. Oh, it's Why did they go back? They call it Scream again. 5, scream again. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, like, it made, it, sense. I guess it, it kind of makes sense with Halloween because, like, it had been like 40 years and, like, it's a rehash, but this one's like a sequel again. So it's like, why? I don't know. Whatever. We'll talk about when we get to it. <laughs> All right. I'm still at a three out of five, um, but it's still a six, six out of 10. It's still worse than three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad as I had remembered it. It's definitely watchable. Um, but to me, the weakest of the four we reviewed tonight. Uh, so uh, still still okay, though. Uh, I'll give it a six and a half. I'll give it a six. I like it a lot. So 7.5. I like it. Tolkien, Sam nice. hot or not? No. No hot? <laughs> so so what are your screen rankings now? Mine's right as they're produced. One through four. Yep, same one, two, three, four. Same, same. Yep. See, I'm, I'm not. I'm one, four, two, three. I really oh, like. All right. One, and four, two, three. It's funny because mm-hmm. I can see it. I change. Two, two years ago, I was one through four. Uh, then I did the Don't Be Crazy podcast where we reviewed the the first film, but I also talked about the series, and I changed it to one four, one two four three, and now watching it again. I'm going one, four, two, three. So I keep mm-hmm. switching them. Uh, but that's because they're so fucking similar to each other in, in a lot of ways. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm interested mm-hmm. where five is going to fall and all of this. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. Tell me, watch yeah. we'll part six out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> with, uh, Sam, with Sam and I's pitch of the yeah. 80 year old grandmother and the five year old stepson. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be. I mean, I think the I think this franchise will definitely continue. So whoever knows how many. So someone had wrote that they're making a trilogy, like with these directors, yeah, these? which I I had no idea about. But I I don't know if that's accurate or not. But is it doing well? Very well. Yeah, yeah, that's very. That's good for it, horror, it, though. I'm fucking. Yeah. It is. It's great. Horror, yeah, it's great. horror is always like big numbers. Like people need to yeah, respect it's great horror. For horror. <laughs> I think yeah. it did. Uh, I think it did forty million opening weekend. Yeah, if people and like, pandem- and we're in like a really high pandemic right now, so fuck, like it's it's, str- it's, right now, it's going crazy again. So forty million during a yeah. pandemic, pretty impressive. Uh, I'm glad it's doing well, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. Um, yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, can't wait to talk about that one because I got plenty yeah. of notes on that. And my daughter saw it, and she's a good critique mm-hmm. on that one too. So it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I told her after I'm like, um, you and your friends, please don't plan like a mass killing because. That's not cool because all the theme, <laughs> the theme of these movies is like teenage girls and stuff or guys like planning killings. I'm like, all right, this is fucking scary. Yeah, don't yeah. go killing your friends. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk five. We'll be talking about it soon. Uh, at bring worst, back Billy I... bring back Billy and Stu. I need them. Yeah, February back <laughs> somehow. At, at worst, it will be like it hits. It hits VOD, and they said 45 days from the release. So, at worst, we'll be reviewing it in a few weeks, probably. So. So everyone time to see it yes all right so uh next week we are uh switching gears we're going to a classic and uh mm-hmm. so we, we didn't really know what to do next week to be honest so i i threw one out out, out there because horror fan ryan talks about this movie a lot and i'm like fuck it let's just do it and review it and that's 86 yep. the hitcher the I've, I've, I've never seen it. So Rutger Hauer. Watch it. Rutger Hauer, mm-hmm. yeah. He's so great. You haven't oh. seen it either, you and Steve? What about you? I haven't seen, seen it. it. I feel Whoa. like I've seen the... Isn't there a remake? I think I've seen There's the a remake. remake. 2007. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, Should that's I a watch? good... You know, it's a cool. movie we haven't seen, most of us, so... Mm-hmm. You like it, I might it, try Todd? to sneak the remake I do. I like it a lot. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to sneak the remake. I have to buy it, though. I thought I owned it. I don't. And it's not available VOD, so... Oh, it is here. Oh. Yeah, you guys better. I'm sure Joe can find. It. He's a wizard with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. As far as as far as like traditional VOD, though, I couldn't find it. Amazon Prime really? doesn't have it either. It just has the remake, and then Tubi has the remake. Tubi. 
Dude. Oh, it's, it's on the Canadian Crave. That's why. Son of a bitch, Crave. <laughs> it's on HBO Max. Yeah, if you which, have is, HBO which Max. is our HBO. Oh, is it really? Max, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me look at my. That's well. It's yeah. Wonder, everything else. Letterbox doesn't have every service like. No, it doesn't yet. It doesn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna buy this fucking DVD then anymore. <laughs> so go. Yeah. So if you want to watch it, go get a free month of HBO Max for all of them. Everyone. Uh, all our listeners everywhere else. Otherwise, you got to pay for it, but you can probably buy it for pretty cheap, right? Like probably $3.99. Five bucks on DVD. Yeah, that too. Or the VHS, which I thought about getting too. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Check out our Discord. It's always a good time over there. We're going to try to stay warm and not sickly, and we hope you guys do the same, and we'll catch you next week bye i'm gonna gut you like a fish Strangler. I like that movie. It was scary.